been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene. It's May 17th, 2021. This is episode 37, and thank you so much for joining us on this magical journey. We got some big stuff today. We'll be joined by actor and Disney cast member, Zach Sedalis. We'll have all the latest Disney news and info, and there's a lot of news this week, so uh, stick to, stay tuned for that. And this week's topic talk is a big one. Today, we will be discussing, debating, and putting together our Mount Rushmore of Disney World rides. Uh, some big debates, and uh, we're not going to leave the room until we until we get our four rides in Walt Disney World for our Mount Rushmore. But first, just that- chiseled out. Oh yeah, Dan. That's why you're here, man. You got you got great one liners. And, and with that, let's let's do my favorite part of the show: the Disney Underground Roll Call. The underground roll call. Up first, the best of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Hi. <laughs> what? Hey. Hi ho. What's up, fellas? What's what's up? I never talk like that. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's oh. not the Stephanie I know. Why did I even say Please that? Please stop. <laughs> stop. But with that, let's say hello from sunny Miami, Joey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up? I'm going. Can going you feel the energy, ladies and gentlemen? Going along with the the Stephanie introduction tonight, or the the new step. This is the new Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like that one. I'm going back. No, I um. Welcome aboard. Good, happy to be here, as always. As always, always happy to have you. Let's uh, let's do our our. Let's say hello to our sponsor. The uh, the Disney Underground is proudly. Brought to you by Magical Travel by Brian. Contact Brian to help you book your next vacation. Magical Travel by Brian can help you not only book your next Disney vacation, but so much more. He can help you book your Universal Studios vacations, your all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, cruises, corporate travel. They can even book destination weddings, even Disney destination weddings. So they're going to get you the best possible price on your trip, and that's a promise. And you know what the best part is? Dan, what's the best part of using their services? Um, uh, I believe it's free. Correct, Amundo, Dan. It's, it's Ooh, exactly Fonzarelli. True. It's free. There you go. So let's uh, let's thank them for being a sponsor and say uh, you can reach them at magicaltravelbybrian.com. You can email them at brian at magicaltravel.com. And you can reach them by phone, 1-800-883-1535, extension 55. And remember, Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N. All right? Well, guys, today... Countdown is down to 13 days. Oh, 13 days. Wow. 13 days. So you know what the you know what Florida's getting ready for their lockdown. DeSantis <laughs> <laughs> will be having a press conference next week. Yeah. <laughs> we thought well, we were doing good, but uh we got a little we might bit of have to bring in, yeah. We might have to bring in National Guard. I'm not sure. So it, if you see this man stay away kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. oh. Well, so, congratulations. Thank you, Stephanie. 
It's nice to have it's nice to have some support in, in on the podcast. Hey, listen, we said when you come down, you could stay with us. I appreciate that. But I think that's only because I'm bringing Jess. I really think that's the only reason why you guys are letting me. Not going to say anything, but you're. There we go. I knew it. I know it's because nobody, nobody likes me. They all like Jess. She's not that great. I got, you know, she's not that great. As usual, she's not there. So we know Jess. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Check this out. Oh, here we go. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Joey, Joey, I got to ask. Let me ask you. Okay, go ahead. What does it cost to swim with the sharks? I don't know. An arm and a leg. Bang. That was a great one. Oh, there we go. Clap. Got the clap drop, and we got the bang. The bang, bang. bang. Each I, week, we I went with the Mick Foley bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mick Foley, Long wow. Islander. So, yeah, an arm and a leg. I like it. So, all right, guys, let's get into some uh, some Disney news. So, Joey, what do we got in the news this week? All right. So, coming up in the news, we got, uh, we're got we less than a month away from the grand opening of Avengers Campus, Disney California Adventure. I want to say I'm super excited, but I know I'm not going to see it. So, yeah, I'm a little angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Disneyland pre- uh, president Ken Potrock uh, posted on Instagram a picture of the upcoming Shawarma Palace food stand, which if everybody knows, Tony Stark mentioned Shawarma in uh, Avengers, the first one. The truck is decorated with newspaper articles about the Avengers, the heroes' logos, and Easter eggs for devoted fans to find. That probably is the best part of that. Just like yeah, there was a bunch yeah. of Easter eggs in Galaxy's Edge, same type of thing. Among the many decals on the truck are Stark Industries logo, World Expo, and Stark Expo logos, and Iron Man suit schematics. Hulk and Iron Man action figures can be uh, can be seen behind the window. So for those who may be unfamiliar with the Shawarma Palace reference, which I just talked about, um, <laughs> it's a quick clip that happens in the post credit scene of the first Avenger movies. Tony Stark, also known as Iron Man, had mentioned eating shawarma previously, and, and the Avengers gathered from uh, there for the delicious treat after the film's final battle, which is funny that I mentioned that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm super excited for this campus to open. It's just, you know, it's fortunate I'm not, I'm, I'm nowhere near anytime soon going to see this. So, but it will be cool to see a lot of the uh, bloggers, vloggers and sites covering it. Mm-hmm. So very interested to see, because I want to see a lot of things, the stuff up close. So we should get a lot of good info once it does open, which should get us more excited. And I really want to see a lot more of the the merchandise, yeah, including yeah. the the Spider-Man spider, evil yeah, spider yeah. Robo, you know, Robotronic thing. Um, I'm sure they're gonna have some really good stuff, especially with the shirts and all that other stuff. It just reminds me a lot of you know um, islands uh, of adventure where they have the you know the, the comic store and stuff like that. I'm just kind of wondering what they're you know what all they're gonna have. So, so yeah, excited for it. Cool. It looks freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, it really cool. does. So can't wait to see it in person. Cool. What so, else we got? Next up, we got uh, Disney's announced more details about Aqua Mouse, an attraction aboard the Disney Wish cruise ship. Man, this thing was really cool. While other cruise line sh- Disney cruise line ships. Have water slides. The Aqua Mouse is being built as the first Disney attraction at sea. I know I mentioned this on an episode before that it's almost like a like a five star attraction, I guess, which is pretty crazy. The first one like on a ship, like a legit one. Uh, the Aqua Mouse will take families through a special, the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse short, unique to the attraction called Scuba Scramble. When you board the Aqua Mouse, you'll be joining a seaside excursion from Mickey and Minnie's Fort Misadventures on an undersea journey to Mermaid Lagoon. The ride vehicles seat two and will take you through 760 feet of tubes including enclosed portions dark tunnels and breathtaking 
ocean views above the upper decks of the Wish. The Aquamouse boasts over 60 water effects, show scenes, lighting, special effects, speed blasters, a loop over the ocean, and an original score, which should be pretty awesome, composed by the Emmy-nominated Christopher Willis, who also composes the score for The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse Shorts. This whole Disney Wish thing, I feel, is like a game-changer for cruises. Yeah. It makes Like, not even Disney cruises, but cruisers. Yeah, of course. You kidding me? You know why they're doing this, though? Why? They heard that I was reluctant to get on a cruise, so (laughs) they knew they had to up their game. They probably got crazy merch for it, too. So I'm almost on board... It is. It's definitely a game changer. What are we going to do? And you know what, too? They knew that just the midnight pizza wasn't going to do it. (laughs) That's a big pull. I got to (laughs) admit. But I think, yeah, if there's any cruise ship to go on, this is just insane. (laughs) The stuff that they've done on this thing. If they're, I mean, obviously it's a, it's so Disney is that not only did they create this crazy ride on a ship, they actually had it scored. (laughs) <laughs> for the right. ride. <laughs> like, I mean, just like they think, you know, obviously no stone, no, no stone unturned. It's like when Epcot and Animal Kingdom keep adding cool stuff. Oh, you don't want another thing that we're going to have to right. do. Right. And I, I <laughs> like, but I want to know if the food is 24 hours on this wish. Oh, I got to imagine it all, is. All cruise ships. That's normal. Okay. I mean, cruises are known for buffets, midnight pizza, and like endless ice cream and that's Wish pretty much different. Yeah, I know. If they have 24-hour pizza, we are yeah. bumming. <laughs> what are we going to do? Listen, I think you, I, yeah, I think Dan's starting to lean towards that. So I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I saw that idea. article. I saw a bunch of the pictures, and I'm like, oh, oh my God. I know. Do you it's guys like, get motion sickness when you go on cruises, Joey? I don't personally. I don't know about Gene and even Sam, but we still take. You know, we still take the the Dramamine ahead of time, kind of just in case. But I've never really been sick on one. They just it doesn't bother me. I got, it's it, I got to feel it's so big that you probably don't catch a lot of the yeah. The it's motion. not like being on a regular fishing boat or something. You know, it's yeah. I need my pizza. <laughs> yeah, the only time it's interesting because the only time that you really will feel anything is generally going to be at nighttime, and the reason why is that at night is when they speed up to get to the next destination during the day they cruise during at night you're like eating dinner and they're like they're flooring it to get to the next thing yeah that's when you know but yeah generally you're not gonna you don't listen a lot those things are like cities you don't even realize you're on a boat i just they're incredible all right next up we got disney's new stuffed animals this is pretty cool Disney's new stuffed animals with their added weight bear uh, a greater therapeutic benefit. Uh, the sensory-friendly plush calm the nervous system will help ground children of all ages who may be dealing with certain special needs, uh, whether it's in a, an anxiety as an adult or kids of all ages on the spectrum, all dealing with ADHD uh, or sensory issues and those dealing with physical disabilities. The weighted plush will help calm, relax, and just be a faithful companion. The new sensor-friendly plush retails for $39.99 and have a removable two-and-a-half-pound weight. The material is softer for those who have issues with how certain things feel for texture. Uh, they'll be available at Disney Springs soon. This is actually pretty cool. Um, I remember years ago we got failed miserably, but we got we got Aiden a weighted blanket. It was because he wasn't there was a time where he really wasn't we were having trouble having him sleep through the night. So, you know, weighted blanket a lot of times helps kids on the spectrum where it kind of makes them feel, you know, comforted. He hated it. And I, I tried it and I'll tell you, man, when they say weighted, I'm like, dude, this thing's ridiculous. Like you you could Yeah, get we up. got my mom one. Ooh, I got one. This I year. love it. But have, no kidding. Yeah, I love it. I I got one that was it was literally like the day before everything got shut down with COVID. 
And I was at the supermarket getting a bunch of stuff, and then they would they, they had like weighted for whatever reason they had weighted blankets in the supermarket. I think some beef jerky, uh, those Swedish fish, and uh, yeah, throwing the weighted blanket. It, it, it was like it was like on a clearance thing. I got it for like ten bucks, and it was like a fifty dollar blanket, and I got yeah. it for like ten bucks. Oh, and I was, like, I was like, yeah, let me get it. So it became like my and favorite uh, blanket of of the pandemic. Give me the, pin, give me the pinwheel, the red one. I'll take that one too. <laughs> it, it's not like a quilt for like a bed. It's more like just like you know, when you're sitting in a chair, you couldn't use it, you know. But it's yes. super warm, and I love it. Just it like kind of tucks you in, man. I get like in a nook in the couch. I love it. It makes him feel like a baby. I love this it. Is cool. This is cool though, because let me tell you, I, I I think it's a cool idea to have the weighted plush and I, removable. I, yeah, yeah, with the, with the weight, I, I definitely would be interested. I'm interested to see this in person. We'll kind of hold it, see how what it feels yeah. like and stuff. I'm just very curious about that. But I think this is great that they're doing this type of stuff for a sensory challenge, either adults kind or kind of kids. a fuzzier, like you know, kind of that string fuzzy for plush. String fuzzy. It's a little more coarse. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They look kind of like that. They're cute, though. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh. All right. And next up, we've got the Droid Depot. They've used the new interactive remote control DO droid for $109.99. DO, the cute little droid from Star Wars, The Last Jedi, rolled in and is looking for a new home. So he balances on a single wheel and moves around. I always thought this would be cool if they did this. Uh, making sounds, moving his head. The battery is rechargeable. So the Droid Depot also came out with a new apparel collection. This is pretty cool. I kind of figured we would start seeing them move beyond just the BB-8 slash R2-B2 side yeah. droids, especially with the, the amount of droids that they have in the movies. This one's cool. And I always thought it'd be cool if they did this one, but I always wondered how they would do it. So uh, I guess the way they have it where it balances, uh, this would be pretty cool to see. So I always like seeing new stuff like this. How do you feel like it? How do you think it balances? How does it do it though? The motor probably weights at the bottom and it's probably got a counterweight at the top. I'm guessing. I, I'm not sure. I, if I could feel it and hold it, I could probably tell you, but I think it's kind of cool. That might be the magic of it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's just kind of cool because it's how it, you know, just to be able to do that and make it something like that you can bring home with you now, you know? No, no, absolutely. I think it's great. I love these things. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right. Um, next up. Disney Springs Resort area hotels are now offering discounts for educators and first responders. Yes. <laughs> which include Bee Resort and Spa, Double Tree Suites by Hilton, Hilton Orlando Buena Vista Palace, Hilton Orlando Lake Buena Vista, Holiday Inn, Wyndham Garden Inn, Lake Buena Vista are giving them all exclusive offers starting at $79 a night, which is huge discount. Uh, yeah, they can book yeah. now. They can book now through July 10th for travel between now and July 14th. And uh, next up, I got as things slowly start to return to normal at Walt Disney World, everyone is wondering when our beloved fireworks show will return. While an exact date has not been announced yet at Disney, it is looking promising for power specialists with Disney careers, new job postings for fireworks and special effects designer. It's going to be seasonal, but obviously this is great news because I mean, everybody knows this is coming back, which and this is this is just part of Disney it goes along with the parades, stage shows, you know, and everything that's been been missing, including character meet and greets and stuff like that. So, you know, fireworks are synonymous. Anytime you're in Orlando and you're staying at any of the resorts, it's always awesome. You go home at night after you've been at the parks all day and you always get to see if you at a different park, depending on the time, you'll see fireworks across when you're coming out of your hotel room from either Epcot or from uh, Hollywood Studios or any of these others, if you're not staying there. The only downside to the fireworks is everybody knows it makes leaving the parks after the fireworks a nightmare, especially Magic Kingdom, because um, everybody makes a rush for the gate, which has yeah. been nice when we gone during this pandemic um as much as i miss the fireworks it has been nice when you stay till the park closes and head towards either the monorail or the um you know the ferries that it's not um it's not crazy at all because nobody's hanging around for the fireworks so it's kind of yeah a normal way to leave so you know cool thank you so much my man steph what do you got 
I've got some very exciting things. Starting <laughs> off with her introductions are killer. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Go ahead, Steph. New Peter Pan Nana Disney Baby Plush lands at Magic Kingdom. You can find Nana Baby Plush at the Emporium in the Magic Kingdom. Even though it's a puppy version, it's about time Nana gets some more exposure in the Disney dog space. That's true. Agreed. It's absolutely true. How come it took this I'm long? I'm always surprised that it, you don't see more of those. Does she have her little bonnet thing on? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, puppy though. Cute. Well, yeah, but yeah. Okay, I actually, I lied. I have some, like, not so much good stuff here. Sadly. <laughs> Professional. The Tomorrowland 1994 gear floor is now being replaced with generic pavement at Magic Kingdom. No. Yeah, so lame. Pavement work in Tomorrowland moved towards the land's main thoroughfare a few days ago, which led us to speculate that the themed 1994 new Tomorrowland gear pavement would be replaced. Well, friends, that replacement is now confirmed. Sad. Let's talk about what's really important here. And that's the Town Square Theater marquee has been returned after being removed for refurbishment. The banners which hung to either side of the center area during its absence have been removed. How excited you are. I got to be honest. I had such high hopes that this was never going to come back. Really? No, I'm just teasing Stephanie. Did you see her face? Stephanie, I'm only teasing. That was just to get back because you teased me last week. That's it. Okay. And, and, and And I love you again. I, I love you too, Gene. Thanks, Stephanie. We're friends again. Does it make you feel good in your soul too? We're we're not doing it as a news item, but that the people mover is in full action again. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Although it makes me sad because just like Joey in the Avengers Lane, it's like it it's awesome, but unless you're there, you I'll can't. look at it from yeah. afar. Yeah, have fun, everybody. Bye, buddy. <laughs> Hope you find it. All right. All right, Tack and Broadway, everybody. Oh gosh. <laughs> news disney's hamilton lion king and aladdin will be returning in september 2021 theater lovers have been eagerly awaiting news on the reopening of broadway other shows raising curtains in september include phantom of how can i not sing every oh you can sing sing them stephanie we want to hear it the No, that's okay. I won't. The Phantom of the Opera, Chicago, American Utopia, Come From Away, and Wicked. And this is even uh, more awesome news because my mom and I have tickets that have been postponed for Hugh Jackman in his role in Music Man. So we can finally go see it. And that starts April 7th, 2022 at the Winter Garden Theater in New York City. It's showtime, folks. <laughs> I heard you got a little emotional in Chicago there. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie was in Chicago once. Yeah, I was. Well, that's pretty, pretty major. Mm-hmm. And it's not like socially distanced either. Like full on. That's what it's sounding like. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, a lot of those theaters had talked about how we can't go half. It It's not they're financially small. lucrative. Yeah. Oh, they're so small. they have to be full. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just great because I mean that's one of the things that makes the city New York City so alive is Broadway is one of the things that um it's just it's got to be really weird yeah it, it for the Broadway it now. is and, and and you know how many and to be honest it hurts so many other businesses besides 
Oh yeah, Broadway. I mean, the, the restaurants, the the shops in the area. Uh, there's, there's so many people that are impacted by just the shows. Not, I mean, just the shows not being on is just one aspect of it. Them being yep. closed off really hurt a lot of other businesses, and I get why they had to be closed. I mean, it was the right thing to do at the time, and I, I'm just so glad that we have the light at the end of the tunnel with not just with COVID in general, but just especially for Broadway because I think it's it's such a huge part of the city that I'm from. It's amazing, and it was just great news to hear. And I was really excited when I heard about this as well. Super excited. All right. So, hey, Steph. Say, yeah. What else you got? Disney After Hours Boo Bash event coming this Halloween at Magic Kingdom. Boo Bash will be a special three-hour event and begins when theme park closes. Guests will experience party music, decorations, and character cavalcades to celebrate Halloween. But that's not all. Guests of all ages will be able to dress in costume for the occasion and even get their fill of Halloween candy. Exclusive food offerings, spectacular entertainment, experience favorite attractions, and more. Unlike Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, Boo Bash events will be shorter. 9 a.m. to midnight. 9 p.m. Oh, <laughs> not very short if it starts at 9 a.m. <laughs> 9 p.m. 9 p.m. to midnight with admission starting at 7 p.m. Are the hours. <laughs> oh, I was like, is she done? Is that it? But... Just 9, 9 p.m. to midnight with admission starting at 7 p.m. Those are the hours listed for most nights, whereas the Halloween party took place from 7 p.m. to midnight with guests able to enter as early as 4 p.m. Although Disney has not announced the return of stage shows or fireworks just yet, it looks like the event will be without the hugely popular fan uh, favorite Mickey's Boo to You Parade, which features the Headless Horseman and my favorite shovel man crush, the Grave Diggers. That is, um, I mean, I'm hugely looking forward to this Boo Bash thing just because it's something. But yeah, yeah it, without these other things, it, it does remove some of the luster. I mean, we just do you think, do you think there's a possibility with how things have been really kind of moving along with COVID lift, liftings that some things might come back into it that just sure. aren't the initial. The other thing, Stephanie, the way things are kind of speeding up with mm-hmm. the lifting with the vaccines and everything, you know, maybe maybe the parade could be brought back in and or other things that mm-hmm. they pulled out because the same restrictions are in place. I mean, that's why it's right. not happening. I mean, but my solution to this, if this is not, if this has to happen and not happen, we need those guys. We need to have those horsemen still making an appearance. Yeah. And we need the grave diggers just coming down the road at random. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that even be better. Hello. Oh, that's that even be better. better. And then you'd hear just you'd, out, of, out of the blue that scraping. Yeah. Mm, I can't take that. <laughs> the sparks. Yeah. yeah. I oh. love that. We talked about it a little bit last week. There's just yeah. something about when you hear that clip clop. It's just, it like invokes chills, man. I think we even said last week we had goosebumps about it. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. It's funny that we just talked about this. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, maybe there's a chance. You never know. It, when it so. seemed like nothing was coming back this year, as far as anything, now you're starting to see, well, the fireworks show, they're starting to test. They put out, you know, a thing for that. And, you know, I know capacity. Um, I know Chapek was talking about today where the capacity is actually, he was asked during the uh, earnings call when they thought maybe the capacity would be raised. And he actually said it. they already had started that. Now, I don't know what it, it is. 
is, but I know that they've already started that. So it kind of gives you an idea, yeah, especially yeah. with the new, you know, CDC mandates, not mandates, but I guess their suggestions regarding if you're vaccinated and wearing masks outside and stuff, and even with the governor. And so you never know. I guess we'll see. But yeah, it will it will be a, a huge omission for that for that event. So, you know, I mean, I'm still looking forward to it. We're still going to go. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, it still yeah. sounds still cool. Seeing the decor. Yeah, yeah. I'm still going to do the, uh, quote, trick-or-treating. They're still going to do that at least. So I would have liked to at least have a stage show, but I know they don't want people gathering. And that's the issues with the parades and the stage shows yeah. and such like that. So Yeah, but I feel like we're getting a lot closer to it than I thought we would be. So we really might be... A little bit sooner than I thought, too. So that's, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, I, that is the case. Yeah. So. so, Dan, let's kick it over to you, man. Nice intro. What else is he supposed to say? It was just, yeah. I uh, thought that was an excellent segue, Dan. Well, Dan Thanks, Stephanie. Over. Yeah, well, it was, actually, very, it was, it was a like... seductive. I feel seductive. Welcome feel... to Friday Night Grooves. I think you're <laughs> All right. The service industry has struggled nationally to hire new workers as the pandemic has started to wind down, and many are starting to offer incentives in an attempt to entice more potential workers to apply. One of these companies is the Palmas Restaurant Group, most notable for operating the San Angel Inn at Epcot's Mexico Pavilion. The Palmas Restaurant Group is reportedly looking to fill 60 job positions across the Walt Disney World Resort, including Epcot, Disney Resorts, and Disney Springs. Stephanie, yeah, you might want to get into the restaurant biz here because Why? they're offering a $1,000 sign-on bonus to recruit these workers. Hello, sign me up. Three caballeros for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a sweet yeah, offer sign on bonus just to recruit people man it's kind of big right yeah yeah, yeah. but that's kind of going back to what i said last week with you know the trouble with this you know the universities being shut down and the programs it's like there just isn't that batch of recycled people i know that sounds bad but disney's always had those mm -hmm. those workers kind of coming in and out at the same time which always kind of worked okay. out so be a time to start looking for a job at Disney, I believe. Yeah, Maybe very much so. Yeah, a part time job there, hiring like crazy, that's for sure. And just this one group you're hiring, yeah. Well, stuff, this is sad news. The last of the remaining game plaques for the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game have finally been removed from the park. RIP, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Honestly, you did not get your fair shake you deserved. Agreed, that's all fast. gone. But, but let's turn it around, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Stephanie knows about this one. June 9th marks Donald Duck's 87th birthday. And to celebrate, Disney Japan is releasing a full line dedicated to the three caballeros. Donald, Jose, and Panchito are all featured with something for just about everyone and every purpose. Here's a small dose of the merch that I was freaking out about seeing. <laughs> There's a really cool accessory trinket tray that I like. It's got the three of them standing there on this little plate thing. It's Aww. really cool. Smartphone case, plush set, plush keychains, all over print beach type shirt, laptop case, passport case, and an old style suitcase. You know, the ones that the, used to have those leather straps on them. Mm -hmm. Really cool looking. And the list goes on for days. There's so much other stuff. <laughs> it's nuts. Here's the big question, though. Why only Japan? Because they're the masters of merchandise, Gene. But it's still Disney, though. I mean... Nah, they do this all the time with stuff over there. They do. Especially with... It's always, like, things we love. Yeah. And why the three... I mean, I love the three Cavaliers as well, but why not... 
that why not just Donald? Well, because this is the way to go. I'm happy about this. Don't listen, question it. I mean, but listen, it would they, they would sell that would sell here. Like I don't get like why why leave a market out? It would sell here. I don't it would be a waste. It, but it's not, it's not like it's not going to sell here. This happens. Yeah, so many it's things. it's pretty extensive. Like even I was kind of surprised. I'm just going item after item, and there's a giant picture of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It just kept going. I'm like, this is pretty nuts. Like mm. it'd be I like mean, if they rolled out a new Tron line, but Tron's coming out. Like it was, it was a little odd. I I try to keep things positive, but I feel like this is really the fact that it's not in the U.S. is very gripe worthy. I'm surprised you're not really griping. Well, I haven't finished reading. Oh. So, oh, here we go. I'm, I'm excited. Hang on. All right, I didn't know we had a gripe in store. These festive items will be available starting May 14th on Shop Disney Japan. Oh. Sorry, stuff. And May 18th at Disney stores across Japan. Ugh. Curses to you, Japan. Come on, US. We need some of this merch. Isn't it about time to stop getting embarrassed by Tokyo Disney merchandise? I will start go. my crying now. But yeah. I don't get like it's still ju- it's still Disney. Why is it separated? Listen, they got different people that that work for Disney for marketing, and they feel that hey, listen, this market's that this uh, merchandise is going to do better over there than over here, and, and it's true. Like Dan said, I don't understand. It would, it would even like you said, it'll sell here. That's what I'm saying. It might not. Maybe it does do better numbers in Japan, but it would definitely sell here. I can't see it being yeah. a flop. Yeah, and it's I would like, say it's because they don't want to bring focus to that ride because of potential ideas for it. But they do pop in three caballeros merchandise all the time, off and on. So it's not like they're ignoring it. They just aren't giving it the respect it needs. That Caballero is just so beloved. And and as we've seen, and we even learned a couple weeks ago when we had our, our guests on for the Disney Dollar Game, a young generation even loves the Caballeros. Yeah. They need to do something with the Caballeros. It's, I feel like they're the most underutilized big ticket item they could have. Is, yep. is the Caballeros. I just feel like it's one of the biggest misses Disney has is not really putting more into the- And the, the Bears. Well, the Bears obviously are the best things ever. So, but but it's the same thing. It's like yeah. you have these lovable looking characters Be-be-be. that are perfect for kids. It, it is weird. Mm-hmm. Like build it yeah. from the ground up now again. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have yeah. to have anything to do with before. I feel like if the younger generation doesn't like the Bears or the or the Caballeros, it's not because they don't like it. It's because they don't know enough about it. And that's yeah. on Disney. Cause I think that if they did kids would love it. Right. Exactly. Kids would love it. Yep. And I agree. Bears had a better movie. That movie's terrible. As you know, club cool will be revitalized and will be adjacent to the new creation shop. That's also coming to Epcot this summer. The creation shop is the new flagship merchandise location. That's replacing mouse gear, which we mentioned earlier. Now when club cool was announced, it was coming back. Who is happy about that? Dan Starr. Yeah. We also found out recently one of the new floors features actual shards of green Coca-Cola glass, which are incorporated in the floor to capture light and bring the color and connection underfoot. Disney Imagineer Zach Ridley says this feature and the use of biodegradable binder is part of Disney and Coke's commitment to making the world cleaner and greener. I thought that was kind of an interesting Mm -hmm. idea. It looks super cool, too. Now... For the news, Stephanie, we've all been waiting for regarding Club Cool. What? The return of Beverly has been confirmed. (laughs) If you've never 
had Beverly, or let's be honest, tricked into having it, it's an <laughs> absolute must for Epcot visitors and a rite of passage. Beverly is famous for its very bitter taste. Coca-Cola originally introduced Beverly in Italy way back in 1969. A traditional pre-dinner drink, Beverly is thought to help digestion ahead of a meal. Although Club Cool does not have a specific reopening date, it is expected to open sometime this summer. But this has been confirmed. Now, you know, Gene, Steve Brule, he I tried out the Beverly. I saw it. He did not like the, uh, no. the Beverly much. I saw that. That is always, if you haven't gone to Epcot and gone there, especially now when it comes back, but even before, if you just never try this out, it is really a fun little place to go. Mm -hmm. it's yep. super they fun. have oddball Coke merchandise, but you get to go and try all these flavors for you know around the world for free. And you beat the heat a little bit too on a hot day. You get it duck into the shade and into the, yep. you know. And if it's your birthday, they will give you a free slushie, by the way. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Is that true? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. I never knew that. So I'm really happy. I know there's a lot of kind of cult following guys on this on this flavor. So that's that's cool. You know, Club Cool for me was always one of those things that I never realized how much I loved it until it wasn't there anymore. Like, I never really thought, like, I had to go. Yeah. I would always go to it, but I never realized how much it was so essential to, to a day at Epcot until you couldn't go anymore. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's not there right now? Oh, it's closed? Oh. That's how I it feel is. it's one of those that they could have some oddball merchandise, actually, like a T-shirt, like with Beverly, like really highlighting mm -hmm. these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like we've mentioned before, we've spotted some new Disney finds at our local home goods TJ Maxx stores. I don't know. Do you guys have those? Yes, we do. In New York, at least. I, don't, I, I think they're everywhere, aren't they? They're in Florida, right, Joey? Absolutely. So be on the lookout for magical home goods featuring Mickey, Minnie, and other favorite characters. We have found mugs, plates, containers, cookie jars, oven mitts, and even drying mats with classic character designs that are perfect for adding a touch of magic to your kitchen. It's an ongoing feature that's worth checking every week due to revolving inventory that's always refreshing. We have literally stocked our entire home with these weekly diningware finds. And this is like legit Disney mm -hmm. products. It's not, not knockoffs or anything. It's licensed. No. licensed. It's good stuff. But yeah, it, the only bummer is you do. You kind of have to go quite mm -hmm. often because it's always... And you have to get lucky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hitting bad. And if you're like trying to complete a collection, sometimes you only be able to find two plates. Yeah. So then you got to hope to find... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's I find that that's pretty much the way it is always with like TJ Maxx stuff. Like if you go to find clothes, yeah. you have to just get lucky when you go. They might have something you'll never see it again. It's, right. just, yeah. it's just the way it is. They had a cool uh, Winnie the Pooh line about mm -hmm. a year ago. Kind of that sketch type yeah. uh, art on it was yeah. really cool. Yep. They do get some good stuff better than you would think. But it, the issue is, like you said, you just have to get lucky. So you have to constantly check frequently every week to see what yeah. they got. So I've also seen recently that they're also starting to really carry a lot more Coca-Cola products. Which mm -hmm. is cool for me. True. It started around Christmas, but now they got these giant coolers, like vinyl coolers, and like yeah. even the home like patio coolers, yeah. you know, on all fours, and they got the little bottle opener on the side, oh, you know. I love those. Yeah, they're really cool looking. So very cool, man. Well, Gene, what do you got? Yeah, I got some stuff. It's gonna be a ride. So in my news. For you magic band lovers out there, a brand new yellow Muppets 3D design has been released featuring Muppets 3D attraction logo. Kermit, Fozzie, Dr. Brunson, Honeydew, Beaker, Waldo C. I love that this popped up. 
You know what, Dan? We, we, you know what, with a lab coat, you might actually be the live embodiment of Doctor Bunsen Honeydew. I'm, I'm telling you, yes. I gotta, I gotta, see, I gotta get, I gotta get a lab coat on Dan. Yes, some light green paint, face paint. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's in the cards for next week. I'll be, I'll be Beaker. Stephanie's face. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is so. I'm awesome. already gonna be Guy Fieri for Halloween. Well, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Dan is Guy Fieri, and that has a Disney tie. Yeah. Does. Does. Chicken guy, very good chicken. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to say, this obviously isn't a real 3D. It's for the attraction. The attraction 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, I I got that. All right. What else we got? We got Disney cast members celebrate the reopening of Fairfax Fair with a brand new menu. Fairfax Fair in Hollywood Studios has just reopened with a brand new hot dog heavy menu. Whether you're looking for a Chicago style dog, a California BTLA dog, or just some smiling faces. You're sure to find it at Fairfax Fair. I like Have you Fairfax ever been there? Yes, I like it. I, I like, like it. any news story that references hot dog heavy. <laughs> I got well, You know what? I love, listen, wherever hot dogs are done in the parks, I feel like they're done really good, right? Casey's is a classic place. You got to try it every okay. time you go, right? Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big hot dog. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the hot dog. A By hot the way, dog Casey, heavy connoisseur. I'm a hot dog connoisseur. Which one is yeah. your favorite one? That, what do you usually get there? At where? At, at Casey's? Yeah. I like the one with they did. Remember the one where they did with it was like the uh, the Cheetos and the mac and cheese thing. Well, the mac, I was gonna say the mac and cheese one is the one I usually get. Though so if I'm real quick, there's Cheetos on that too, right? Well, not most recently. I haven't seen that. I the one they, I usually get is the, the mac and cheese dog. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen the Cheetos because I definitely would get it if it was at Cheetos. I think it's the I think it's the flaming hot Cheetos. I think maybe it was like a specialty they think they did yeah, for like probably, a limited time then. Uh, but that I was really good. I had the a only thing pork is, one once. That's yeah. That's oh that's, yeah. Yeah. I, I like those kind of, you know, like the mac and cheese and stuff like that, because you kind of are getting a side on your yeah, hot dog. Exactly. That's exactly. Right. That's right. I'm a huge hot dog fan. Same here. And it's funny because Sammy hates them. Casey's, listen, Casey's is pricey for a dog, but I mean, I it's, it's good quality. You get, you get your, and it's. I it's actually the, don't agree, Gene. I think it, it, it seems that way, but when you really get that and see what you have, Quantity wise, in comparison to some of the other stuff you can buy, I think it's not as expensive as. Well, um, that's I'm kind of that's kind of what I'm saying. I agree with you. I think when you when you think of price of a dog, it's expensive. But when you but it's a good quality dog. It's and it's it's a massive hot yeah. dog. And you and, and like I said, you know, half of them come with sides already on it. You know, so that's that's kind of what I'm saying. I think when you think about when you say, oh, you paid X. If you tell somebody about, yeah, I went to Casey's and I paid X amount for a hot dog. I think most people would say you paid that much for a hot dog. Yeah. Well, they, you know, I think when you go it, it's it's a it's a well worth the experience all right so also we have the strawberry funnel cake frappuccino blended beverage it's gonna be 579 and is now available at starbucks and epcot we wanted to capture the joy of this time of year and we thought that about those simple pleasures that really encapsulate summer said sarah bennett senior product developer for starbucks r&d team for those fans of an extremely goofy movie there's a new max and groovy goofy graduation 2021 limited edition pin that's arrived at frontier you know it's kind of cool that a movie that doesn't get much fair of a fair share of merchandise exposure makes its way into the graduation line so this is pretty cool this time of year get a little goofy and a little bit of max and groovy goofy i'm excited about this one (laughs) (laughs) we got uh animal kingdom has reopened two dining locations terra treats located on discovery island near the bridge to africa and dino diner located in dino land usa and uh terra treats the menu tends to change but most recently it serves fan favorite snack size slices of pizza oh, and yeah. uh, the Dino Diner known for their hot dogs, churros yeah, and chocolate yeah. sauce 
and Dino drinks, like ice cold sodas and frosty frozen lemonade, all served with a playful old time scamp like trailer. Yeah, you know those scamp trailers? Mm, it's cool. Yeah. Okay, so today we have a big guest with us, and I say big as in literally and figuratively. Let's welcome to the Disney Underground, Zach Sedalis. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, Gene? Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I mean, for who doesn't know yet, uh, Zach is, you've done a, a bunch of things. You're, you're you're an actor, you're a stunt guy, but you're also, one of my favorite things that you do is you're part of the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. I, it unfortunately hasn't been around for a while, but it's always like a must do. I might do it two or three times a trip. I really, I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Excited to have you, man. Well, excited to be here. And I'm looking for a lot of big time information, backstage information about that show because it's it's one of my favorite. All right. Well, I, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do the best I can. All right. I appreciate that. First question, though, I got to ask you, what do you bench? Oh, man, that's uh, now or in, in my 40s or in my 20s. That's that's the big that's the big question, because in my 20s, it was more important. Clearly, in my 40s, not so much. I'm, so, just, uh, I'm just curious how close I am. That's all I'm saying. And, and I always hate talking about myself, but in, in my 20s, uh, I've been 630 at Florida, but I was 300 pounds. And in my 40s, I'll be lucky if I bench once a month. So, you know, as far <laughs> as you know, just just for shoulder and just trying to be safe. So I I don't really do heavy weight anymore. It, it was it was an important part of my life uh, early in my 20s, probably too important. I should have probably spent more time working on other parts of my game. 630 is a little more than I can do. I, I haven't maxed out at 630 yet. <laughs> Right. If I looked at 630, my back would probably crumble and my shoulders would probably give. So, yeah, I can't do that anymore. So let's talk first. Let's talk you know, about the uh, the Stone Spectacular. Uh, how did you get that gig? How did that come about? Um, actually, uh, first heard about it. Uh, I knew the show, watched the show, big, big fan of the show for years. Uh, my wife and I would always go and love, love doing it. Uh, we were on the set of Godzilla King of the Monsters. A couple of the stunt guys were like, hey, you you know, you'd, you'd be great for the show uh, in Disney. And I was like, oh, OK, all right, that's 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 great. So uh, I said, next time an audition comes up, you know, we'll try to get you in for an audition. And funny story is that it's about two months later, I run into a couple of the guy, Kevin Bassard, who's a who was a, a director and, and a, a, probably one of the original Indiana Jones on the show. Uh, he worked at the same gym that I did. And he said the same thing. He's like, hey, listen, next time there's an audition, you know, let's let's get you in. And then Aaron Zoltan, who also is a, is an old time indie. And when I say old time, he's been there for a while. Um, and uh, they said, let's do an audition. So I, luckily for me, I got an audition. And I guess, you know, at that point in time, there was nobody in the room that was that was better, I guess. So I, I, I lucked in because I'm telling you, when you say when I, when I talk about this show, I am I'm happy and proud to be a part of it. But I am nowhere near the level of some of the people who've been doing it for years and who are really good at it. And, and I'm not even the biggest either. I'm probably one of the smallest giants at 6'3", 240. There's guys who are who dwarf me and who've been doing it for a long time. And they're fantastic to watch. And I learn from them every chance I get. Now, you've played the big German guy that fights by the plane, right? And you've also played the um, the special effects coordinator, correct? Correct, correct. Now, have you so, ever, have you done any of the other roles or is that the only two that I, that's the two that I know of? Those are the only two, two that I've done. I would love to audition for other roles, uh, if, you know, if, if and when the show comes back. And uh, I'm saying, you know, if and hopefully when uh, the show comes back, I'd love to audition for different roles. But it, it just, it depends on, you know, the show, uh, runner and the show director and depends on what they want to do and when the auditions come through and hopefully that opportunity presents itself. To be honest, you got the best line of the whole show <laughs> as the stunt as the uh, as the special effects expert. That's yeah, the best that's, line. Of the, that's the best line of the show. It is. A, it's it's a funny line. So depending on how you deliver it, yeah, it's a great line. It's a great line. And believe me, there's been so many people who've delivered it uh, over the years. You know, probably so much better than I ever could. 
that it's just fun to watch them, you know, have fun in the show. Because some of these people have been doing it for 30 years, 24 years, because the show's been around for a little over 30. Yeah, I remember when I was a little kid, that was... Uh, yeah, me, me too. I went and saw it as a little kid. So it's just, uh, to be a part of it, it's, it's pretty surreal sometimes, you know. So before you became a cast member, were you always a Disney guy? Were you into into Disney? I, I was. Um, I, here's the issues. I didn't, I wasn't born and raised in Orlando. So I don't know, where, where are you from, Gene? Where are you? Are you in Orlando? I'm in, I'm in New York. I'm a, I'm a Long Islander. But, you know, flash forward in two weeks, I will be a Disney local. I'm actually really? moving down there. We're moving the show down there and I'll be a Disney local in two weeks. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So what you're going to find find out as a Disney local when you're, when you're down there, so much easier to get to the park. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, why not? I'm, yeah. I'm 20, 30 minutes away. I'm in Orlando or close to somewhere in, the, in Florida. When, when I lived, I grew up in Florida, but we we were two or three hours away. So trying to get down to Disney, it, you know, it's it's a whole day. It's a whole day trip. And so you've got to get the whole family to coordinate to go down. And it, it's a long day, as, as people know, and you spend money to go down. But now I think, you know, we have a townhome that's pretty close to Disney. We're about 10 minutes uh, stone's throw away. So we, we go a lot more now than we did before. So it's now it's a lot easier to get in. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So with uh, you guys, you know, when you do the show, is there any any bloopers? Does anyone like drop a line? And what do you do? Do you guys laugh about it? Do you just keep going? I've never seen anybody really drop a line because it's such a fun show. We're like get, be in the wrong spot. But I can see that show a million times and I might not even catch it just because you guys are such professionals. Does it happen often where somebody might be in the wrong spot and you guys just are able to kind of keep it going? I think that show has been around for so long. So there's been so many different things that have happened. And just from my you know short time on the show, uh, you know, people not necessarily drop lines, just deliver lines differently. And, you know, things may, I mean, you got to realize that there's so much that goes into that show as far as yeah. moving. You, you've seen it. They move yeah. building. I mean, the backstage of people who all the tech work that they do and all the behind the scenes, they do so much work. And so, so you'll have, you'll have different characters and different, and different uh, people cast in the show who will just do things differently. And it's funny. And we, and it's it's funny for us, too, because it's almost like we're seeing a new show because they're doing it differently. Sometimes the crowd and the audience doesn't catch it because there's so much going on. I mean, there, there's just so much mm-hmm. going on with, you know, with the show. So, yeah, I mean, it happens sometimes. I think that I mean, I, I think sometimes people get not stage fright, but they'll they'll forget a line or they'll or they'll change it out the way they're not supposed to do it. And, and it'll kind of go back and forth and be funny. But I mean, overall, people, people kind of stick to the script as much as they can. Yeah. You know, and that's you kind of hit the nail on the head. You can see that show a million times and there's so much going on you can get a different vibe every single time yeah. because there's so much it's like it's like sensory overload there's so much going on that you can watch that show so many times and you can still find something that maybe you didn't notice a prior time watching it. that's what's what's one of the things that makes that show so great it honest. is the cool thing gene is that coming coming from somebody who used to watch in the audience and then now being part of the cast and getting to see what goes on and all the work that goes on by everybody on the crew it's it's incredible how how much goes on and how safe Disney and the practices there are and the people who, I mean, it's amazing how everything is just, I mean, it's like textbook as far as being safe, making sure everyone's safe and join the show and the professionalism that goes on in that show is I mean, it's just top notch, and it's it's known throughout the stunt community. Whether you're in Atlanta, whether you're you're in L.A., you know, New York, the stunt community. A lot of those people who've been on the show have now graduated to now being stunt coordinators on movie sets, oh, wow. on, you know, on, on TV sets. So it's known throughout that stunt community as one of those one of the last live performance shows that really, uh, I mean, it's a really a high level show. What kind of training is involved with that? Like once you once you get the gig, what kind of training process goes on to kind of welcome new people into the show? Oh, they have an audition process and, and the audition process is mainly basically just kind of a kind of do a gauntlet of a bunch of physical activity. Uh, I think, uh, you know, and for my role or for the role of the German, 
it's it's physical, but not as physical as like the tumbling rolls mm-hmm. or the rolls. I mean, by far, the, I mean, the show wouldn't be there without the tumblers because those guys are amazing, incredible. But the Indian Marians, especially the Indies, I mean, those guys are going, they go all three scenes. So to have the cardiovascular work. So when you're auditioning, I mean, you have to do pull-ups, you know, you do push-ups, you do punches and fight scene punches to see, you know, exactly where, you know, where your skill set is. Make sure you're not going to injure someone else or hurt somebody else. And you've got a lot of people standing around the director and, and a lot of cast and crew who want to make sure that, that you're safe because the top priority there is safety. You want to make sure that you don't accidentally punch someone in the face or hurt somebody. And and you want, you don't want any, I guess, um, hot dogs or anybody who's going to do their own thing. You want people to say, this is the right way to do it. We're going to teach you the right way. And we want you to do that every single show. And then, then most of the time, there's still risk involved. But if you do that, then most of the time you're fine. So the audition process is, is just more cardiovascular work and some strength work, but mainly seeing if you can throw a punch you can take a punch and if you can, you know, you can do the stunts properly without getting injured or injuring somebody else. What kind of tradition? Do you guys have like any like pre pre-show traditions or rituals for each performance? Uh, they, everyone is different. And the show, like I said, the show's been around for so long. There's different, you know, there's different levels of when I say cast. So you've got some people been there for 15, 24, two years, three years. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, a, a, I think a lot of people, they, they have like a little miniature like tennis court, you know, in, in the back. And so that people do a little bit of warm up there so they can kind of keep, you know, keep, keep their bodies warm before the next stunt. Cause it's really easy to cool down. Some people like to sit down uh, in the green room and just, you know, watch TV and, and wait for the next show. I mean, there's a, there's a weight room backstage. So we work out, we stretch. I mean, everybody's got their own little routine uh, to make sure the show's good. And once you kind of get in a groove, uh, the, you know, the, you know, you kind of know exactly what everybody else does and you stay out of their way if they're getting ready. But uh, I mean, everybody's got their own little routine. We really miss the show. And there's always been, I mean, for years and years and years, I would feel like there's always rumors how Disney may not even bring it back. Please tell me that you can tell me that it's going to come back. Gene, I wish, I wish I was on the level that people actually told me what was going on, but I'm not. I know this. I know that everybody who's a part of the show, that's cast, crew, that's, you know, techs, that's managers. We all want it to come back. And and it's not, it's not up to us. Uh, it's up to whether, you know, Disney or not. I mean, Disney's a business. So they got to figure out, you know, it's an old show. It's, you know, what can they put there? I mean, the show provides so much for the, for the, you know, if you look at park operations, it takes, and that stand holds about 2000 people and then standing, you know, probably about 2,100. That takes 2,100 people out of the park for 30, you know, 30 minutes mm-hmm. and allows it to open up for lines and different rides and those things. And so, you know, you would hope they'd bring it back. But like I said, I think everybody I've talked to from, I think year one, every year was like, it's not coming back. They're getting rid of it. And so then 30 years later, it's still here. So, you know, you, you kind of keep your fingers crossed and hope Disney will keep it there. But, um, you know, you know, I just trust their judgment. I really hope it comes back. Me too. You know, it's one of those lists. It's like, it's what I feel like that park was built on was behind the scenes film stuff. You know, I mean, that's really what, when they made, when it was originally MGM, that's what MGM was built on was that kind of a, of an attraction. So it would be so disappointing on so many levels besides like selfishly, because I love it just in general, just because I feel like that's what that park was built on. So I feel like it would just be a huge mistake, you know, like bring Indiana Jones to a whole new generation of kids, man. Like my, Indiana Jones is pre my kids generation yet they still love the movies they'll watch them whenever they're on TV and and watch the whole you know the marathon whenever they, whenever you see one on you know they're doing a marathon it's always gonna be all three of them the new one's gonna be coming out they said they're gonna be working on a fifth one hopefully that'll kind of bring it right back you know and, and maybe there'll be good reason to keep the stunt spectacular around with the new movie and, see, and that's what we hope is the fact that because there's a new show coming out it kind of keeps Indiana Jones alive as far as the show is concerned but I mean, like you said that show is it stood this test of time. I mean, 30 years old, you know, and it's been around and it's still a top-notch show that you can be entertained. It's not, it's not corny. It's entertaining. There's so much going on. So, 
you know, I, you know, selfishly, absolutely. I wanted to stay around forever. I, mean, I wanted to be there until, you know, but there's people who come to auditions who grew up, they're like, oh yeah, they have pictures of them wearing an indie hat when they were six years old. And now they're stunt guys and they're in their auditioning or, 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 or even, even Marion's they're there. They're when they were four or five years old, taking a picture with Marion, you know, and, and they're now they're auditioning for stunt, you know, to do this, do the show. It's like their dream to do the show. That's awesome. It's, it's just, it is awesome. And that's the thing is it's, you know, it's, it's corny and awesome, but it's a good corny and it's a great show. And I just, you know, I really hope uh, for everybody selfishly that it's it's back. Me too, me too. So let's talk a little bit about the films. I know you just did Cherry recently. That I haven't seen it yet. I've heard that it's phenomenal with Tom Holland. What else you got going on? Anything else that you've been that you're looking to work on or um because the NDAs and everything. I'm, I'm in Atlanta right now working on some projects. Uh, but uh, I've been very, very fortunate to be a part of a lot of projects. I mean, I'm believe me, I'm if the totem pole, you know, if the totem pole is here, I'm I'm down here. So I'm still I'm grinding it, trying to be a Working actor trying to learn the craft and get better at it, but I've been very fortunate to be a part of a lot of you know of some really good projects and meet some really good people and continue just you know just to grind away you know just grind away at everything we can do and, and hopefully uh, hopefully you know make this single you know obviously being a working actor is is kind of the goal and, and the dream so uh, but yeah, I think um, yeah, Cherry was the last thing we worked on and then just at that point it's more auditioning now opening up auditioning working on some projects now but you know constantly auditioning you know every time one comes through. And it's, you know, it's, I don't know if you, the auditioning process for me, at least it's like going to a job interview and getting told no, and then, you know, a thousand no's and you can get that one yes. And then you take that one yes, as far as you can take it. Yeah. And then you go back for another thousand no's and you keep going. And then you work on the craft in between and try to get better and better. But the best part is when you get on set and you get to see someone who's a seasoned actor or you meet other actors who've been doing it for 20 years and you watch them, you watch he or she and you watch them do their thing and you watch you learn from them and you try to, you know, you try to emulate things and make it your own and, and, you know, put another tool in the tool belt. So. Very cool. Very cool. Now, Cherry, I, I, again, I haven't seen it yet. I'm dying to see it. I haven't had a chance to, um, it's on, it's on Apple, right? Is it, it's an Apple TV vehicle and that, and you were the, you were a drill sergeant on that, right? Yeah, there was there was three. There's actually four main drill sergeants, uh, and I was one of them. Uh, but they actually have one of them. One of the drill sergeants uh, is actually a, a real drill, drill sergeant in the army. He's actually been oh, wow. in the army for 20 years, and he came in just to kind of be uh, kind of an advisor on the show. And he was doing so well. It's the same thing, almost the same stories that they had in uh, Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. When Bill Sargent came on to be an advisor and he, they were like, well, you do it so well, we'll put you in the movie. And that's how it started his career. Uh, the same the same thing happened here. He's done a great job. He taught us a whole bunch of things, but it was visually, the film is beautiful. So it, you should enjoy that. Uh, but they, uh, it was it was a great film to work on. The Russo brothers are top notch and everybody on the set was great. So funny thing is some of the, uh, actually some of the stunts that were done in that show were done by people from the Indiana Jones show. Oh, wow. So, really? Yeah, they they work on different things in Atlanta and they work on things in New York and LA and they get called to go all the place. So you'll, you'll see some scenes in there that, that are stunt wise that were done by people who actually are, are um, cast members of the show. Very cool. Very cool. Well, good luck with the acting and stuff. And before sure. I let you go, I want to, I want to just touch on some of the, the, the Florida Gators. Now is that your, is that obviously that's the team you root for in college is the Gators, right? I do. I do. You, you try to catch them every, every Saturday. Uh, I try to, I mean, it's been, uh, you know, I mean, the last couple of seasons have been pretty good. I think that there was, there was kind of, you know, you always want them to win, but you always, you know, obviously being behind the scenes a little bit, knowing, you know, what's going on in, in Gainesville at UF, if you try to, you know, you want to make sure that the the team is being brought up the, the way it should be, you know, as far as structure wise. And I think there's just, uh, I mean, college football is, is forever changing as far as, you yeah. know, just things. But yeah, everything, every chance we get, we're kind of plugged into uh, how they're doing and who they're recruiting and what's going on with the players. And, and you were there, were you there when, when it was still Steve Spurrier's team? It was. So I was there in 96, 
through 2001. So his, so the year we won the national and then 2001 when it was his last year. So I got to see, you know, him through the, the last year of his uh, coaching career. Oh, well, he's there at Florida. And you guys do what you had a, you had a, I think a citrus bowl appearance and an orange bowl appearance, right? Yeah. We had a couple of orange bowl appearances. I think a citrus, we may have had two citrus bowl because we played uh see, I was hurt for a year. So I got an extra year of eligibility. So we played Penn state in one and Michigan state, another citrus bowl. Uh, and then the orange bowl, we played Syracuse and Maryland uh, played in the sugar bowl versus Florida state. Uh, and then uh, sugar bowl again against Miami. So we kind of, we, you know, we, under that time with Florida, one loss was, we had one loss season. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the end of the season. It was yeah. pretty it was, it was a down season for us. So we were very, very fortunate to be on winning teams. Cause I know there's a lot of guys that I've met who've just been on, you know, mediocre teams and we were, you know, coach Burry ran it like a pro team. You know, we were responsible for our stuff and it was, it was fun. So we still, I mean, I have a text string now with all the guys who go back and forth and we razz each other all the time about stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool. Did you guys win a national championship down there? When you were we there? did. Oh, so you, so you have a, you have a, you have a, you are a champion then. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that part. Yeah, I was in an abundant, I think three or four, three SEC championships. So I was there. So we, oh. we had success, very good success with the teams we had. Very awesome. What do you, and what do you think about this Kyle Trask? That's a good spot for him to be in Tampa Bay, right? Oh man, I think it's a great spot. I think if Kyle, you know, I know that, uh, I don't know Kyle personally. I mean, I know that he's been a tough kid. He's overcome a whole bunch of adversity as far as not starting and then earning the starting spot. So hopefully that's going to serve him well and get in there with Tom Brady and try to just whatever years Tom Brady has left, whether it's three, two, one, whatever, to go in there and just soak up all the knowledge he can and learn every bit he can. And that will help him, I'm sure, with his pro career. You can't ask for anything more but to learn from the best. And right. he, he's the best. He's uh, unfor- the best. Unfortunately for Kyle Trask, Tom Brady will probably play till he's like 58 years old. Because, and I'm a Jet fan, so he has broken my heart for like 20 years now. So yeah, what better of a spot to be in? You know, Bruce Arians is your head coach. I mean, he's one of the most brilliant offensive minds in the league. And then you learn right on to Tom Brady. I mean, it's it's a golden golden ticket, really. We well, you know for him. I mean, I, I I know the success is judged by different things, but if he just wants to be a backup for the next eighteen years with Tom Brady, if he Tom Brady plays so or ten years that so he plays so he's fifty eight years old. I mean, what a what a career that would be as well, because because no one's going to say, why didn't you play? Oh, you're behind Tom Brady. Well, okay, I, I get it now. So yeah, I, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun for him. Hopefully, uh, he doesn't get injured. He has some good success. Who is uh, who's your favorite? Who's your pro team? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna break your heart again. So my dad's from Boston. Oh, so yeah, I know I know. So my dad's from Boston, and we we have always watched Boston sports. Sports. So the Bruins, the Celtics. The Patriots always have been, you know, our teams. But here's the interesting part. I'm a big, big Bill Belichick fan. I know he broke you got, you know, your heart as well. And he has every year with stuff. But um, but it's hard now with, with Brady. Like, I still want the Patriots to win, but I'm also rooting for Brady. Like, I want Brady to do – I mean, how can you not root for that guy? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I root for him. Yeah, so – so now I'm still a Patriots fan. Still want you know them to do really, really well, and, and hopefully, you know, I know Edelman, Edelman uh, retired, which is kind of you know stuff. But they find a way to, to find diamonds in the rough all the time, which is so incredible to me to watch Bill Belichick and learn. I mean, just to be a fly and hit the wall of him or Nick Saban mm-hmm. would be, be incredible. Yeah, yeah. but I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan, and um, and I didn't hop on the bandwagon. You know, I was I was the, you know I was there as a kid in '85 when they got stomped by the Bears. <laughs> so you know, I, I, I like the old uniforms better. So you know, I, you know, I'm I'm an old school Patriot guy. Bill Belichick is probably one of the you know one of the greatest coaches that's ever you know played and you know, ever coached the NFL. I mean, yeah, I mean, in all sports, maybe. Yeah, he's 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 incredible what he does, and I can't believe. And it's so funny. 
funny to watch these sports shows try to say, oh, no, now Coach Belichick's not very good anymore because Brady went down to Tampa. It's like, all right, come on. The guy had one year under COVID. Give him, give him some time. And he lost a lot of players. A lot of guys, uh, you know, checked out last season. They didn't, they didn't play. So I think a lot of people forget about that as well. He didn't have his regular team. So well, let me let me flip the script, man. What about you on the Jets? I mean, here we go. You got Sam Darnold, who now went to Carolina, and now you got this new guy. I mean, all right, and they, which they they put everything in this new guy. And I don't know. Rookies don't come out of rookies don't come out and blow people away. I mean, if they play average, they're okay. But what do you think? I I actually really like. The kid, I actually, I was all over him once I knew we weren't going to get uh, Trevor Lawrence. I was all over him. He was the guy that I wanted even before he was really the number two guy. Uh, he's mobile, just a lot of good things I, I, I liked about him. So I was hoping it was going to be him. I didn't. I don't trust Justin Fields only because I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. I feel like a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks come out with a lot of you know a lot of big talk and then they just never really produce. So I was like, you know what? We've taken the USC quarterbacks that didn't pan out for us. I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. You know, Steve Young was a BYU guy. Maybe Steve, let's go BYU. So I actually really liked it. And I, to yeah, the truth, I love everything else they did in the draft. Those first five picks, I think, were phenomenal. I love the Elijah Moore pick. I love moving up to get the uh, to get that guard. I think he's. I think Vera Tucker is going to be an All Pro. I even like getting Michael Carter in the fourth round. I think he's a steal in the fourth round. I, I mean, that's what we need. We need those guys that can just like put on the Jets and, and take off. So, um, and even I like what he's doing with the defense. I love the hybrid, you know, safety linebackers like that that kind of play all over the field. So I kind of like. I feel for the first time. I feel like I can trust our GM for the first time since the Parcells era, really. So, because right. even with the Rex Ryan era. It was still like, I don't know, we're just kind of squeaking in and we win a couple of games. No one expects us. That never really felt legitimate to me. Um, I just hope that this is the year now where the Jets will be better. I don't expect them to be great. I'm I'm thinking like six and 11, seven and 10, something like that, um, which is still like a four or five game improvement. I think they're a lot better than they were last year, but the whole AFC East is a lot better than they were last year. Dolphins got better. The Patriots got better. Bills already are good, but they even got better and the Jets got better. So it ended all four division, all four teams in the division have young quarterbacks only like at most what third year so um it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun few years in the afc east i, I look forward to it. it's gonna be i think it's gonna be very competitive yeah so. yeah and i now i was it was dennis bird right dennis bird was the guy who broke his neck right i was i was at that game okay you so i was that's when i i was a big dennis bird fan obviously when you were a kid you saw you, know, you saw him hurt his neck and those things so yeah. and then i would love to see the jets win i, I really would and the one thing you know you and I, you talked on a lot of things but I think with Brady, him going to the situation that he went to, but also Brady's got that mystique. He's got the mystique and that he's, you know, he's got that, you know, he's got the, he's got so much clout that I think he just brings everybody up around him. And he went to a team that had so many different weapons. But these, yeah. these quarterbacks, all these people in this draft, especially the quarterbacks, they're, they're, they're interviewing them. They know what they know, the X's and O's. So, I mean, I think the Jets got a really good guy. I think he's, I think he's going to be fine. I just, I just hope that. I hope he can mentally take everything that's coming at him in, in, in a football season, which I know it's probably a lot. Uh, before we let everybody go, we always like to do uh, like like these 10 rapid fire questions that we like to do. I'm going to ask you some, what's your favorite of this and that? And you just got to first, okay. first thing that comes okay. to you. So let's go with this first. We'll go favorite Disney movie. Predator now is a part of Disney. So I'd say Predator, but I can't <laughs> say it. So uh, let's go with um, favorite Disney movie. I, I think Coco's Coco by I think Coco is my favorite Disney movie. That's a great one. Disney villain. Uh, Scar. The last thing you watched on Disney Plus. Uh, last thing we watched on Disney Plus was I think we watched the live action uh, Beauty and the Beast before I left for for Atlanta. I think we were watching that. Now this is a this or that Marvel or Star Wars. That's a tough one, right? It is. It is. Um, 
you know what? If it's Disney plus Marvel, but if it's on television, regular television, I'm watching Star Wars. All right. Because all, just, right. You know. all right. So now let's bring it a little bit to the, to the parks. Favorite Disney park. Uh, I have to say Animal Kingdom. Favorite ride or attraction. I'm old school. I love Space Mountain, but I think I think Everest is probably the best roller coaster. Favorite Disney snack? In Pandora and Animal Kingdom, they've got this tofu plate. And it's not a snack. It's more of a meal, but that, that's pretty good. I know my tofu. I mean, people are like, tofu, that guy. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You bench 630. You don't eat tofu. Stop. <laughs> I bench 630 even more, my man. That's probably why I eat tofu. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Disney resort? The Polynesian's pretty good. I mean, but I tell you what, Animal Kingdom Lodge, you, you really can't beat the animals in the in you know, come out of your windows. Animal Kingdom Lodge, I'm, I'm saying that. Favorite Disney restaurant, whether it be the springs, parks, resorts, wherever. And you know what? Be our guest. Be our guest in uh, in Disney in uh, Magic Kingdom. Cool. And uh, this is a non Disney question. Favorite non Disney thing to do in Orlando, and you can't say Universal. <laughs> ah, favorite. Non-Disney thing to do. Man, that's a tough question. If it's not universal, I, I think for me, probably uh, probably going to the track and running. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's probably the, the most non-Disney thing that you know you can do in Orlando for me anyway. I know there's plenty to do there, but I'm more of a homebody, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna need some some good motivation. So I will probably hit the track with you when I get down there. Let's do it. Let's do it. I need some I need some guidance. Hey, that's anytime, anytime. So, hey, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real treat, a real pleasure. It's fun getting to know you, talk some sports. We talk some indie. And, uh, yeah, just we'd love to have you, man. We'd love to have you on again sometime, and we'll, we'll be in touch. Absolutely, Gene. Thank you so much. Good luck, man. Thank you. Disney TV and Movie Minute. <laughs> okay, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute, which is brought to you by JSA Creations. Joey, what does JSA Creations do? We make all your ears come true. Dan? <laughs> we make your ear dreams come true. Bring. See, I like the dream. Go. So, Joey, what do we got? All right. So, coming to Disney Plus this Friday, May 14th. Uh, first up, we've got Fury Files, Interstitials. Fury Files is a new informational program that will teach fans about their favorite Marvel heroes and villains using a combination of motion comic art and scenes cut from the popular Marvel animated series or shows like Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and X-Men, the animated series. This sounds pretty cool. I haven't seen this yet, but um, just the, I guess, the artwork and the way they're going to do this has me really interested. I mean, obviously, it's Marvel. And I'm going to want to see it anyway, but just the way that they're doing, doing uh, art scenes and stuff like that where it's kind of motion, that's pretty neat. So I feel like it's... Kind of reminiscent of that Spider-Man movie. What mm. was that? The Into the Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse? Yeah. You know yeah. how that design look they were doing yep. in that, which I loved. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And next up, we've got the Ice Road Rescue Season 5. Ford Paulson and his colleagues must fight against snow and icy winds as they rescue cars and trucks on Norway's slippery mountain roads. I've actually seen bits and parts of this, like, you know, when I happen to catch it, it's kind of crazy what these guys go through, to be honest with you. Yeah. Not something that I would be doing. I'll tell you that. Mm. But that's crazy. And uh, up next, we got Running Wild with Bear Grylls, um, season six. I like. I really. I don't know if you guys have seen his stuff. He's actually pretty cool. Especially, it's neat when he has a lot of the celebrities on. But anyone that's watched him, he's a survivalist. He always basically takes a celebrity, jumps yeah. out of a freaking plane or a helicopter, lands on an island, and they literally will traverse. Uh, from one area to another, whether it's from one side of an island to another. I mean, they end up having to usually repel off cliffs and eat snakes and do all kinds of stuff. So if you ever want to see, it's pretty neat to watch him. Even if you didn't watch every 
every episode. It's neat to watch him. That guy's a beast when it comes to that stuff. So yeah, it's very cool stuff. I yeah. like that. I like Bad Girls. Next up, we've got Inside Pixar Unpacked, which is this is a documentary series of personal cinematic stories that provide an inside look into the people, artistry, and culture of Pixar Animation Studios. The episodes only run about 10 minutes. These are kind of cool because it's like a bite-sized little show um, where you can kind of see a lot of stuff. Anything inside Pixar is really neat, especially if you're into the animation and all that. So yeah, definitely cool to check out. And then we've got episode four of The Bad Batch from Star Wars. Again, looks really cool. I haven't had a chance to see this yet, but definitely something I want to catch up on. Yeah. That's all I got. So, Dan, what do we got? Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, Episode 9. This is second to last. I will happily say I am caught up. It'll be interesting to see how they wrap it up. Two more episodes. And then Gulliver's Travels has been added to Disney Plus in this contemporary reimagining of Jonathan Swift's classic tale. The old Gulliver, Jack Black, is a struggling writer who works as a delivery person at the Times. To impress the travel editor, Gulliver ventures into uncharted waters and lands in a tiny civilization known as Lilliputians, <laughs> leading the Lilliputians to a victory over their neighboring nemesis. Gulliver comes to terms with his own shortcomings and emerges emerges from his own little world. Stephanie. What really intense drama documentary do you have to let us know about? Disney Big City Greens Season 2. Cricket Green is a mischievous but optimistic country boy who moves to the big city along with his family. Oh, I guess it's not. uh, It's not really. Okay. Did you see season one? Do I need to see season one? Yeah, you're going to want to. No, you're going to want to see season one. It ends I mean, on I'm not going to know what's going don't on. Don't say anything. I mean, don't give I it won't give it away. I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, you'll. it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, I heard. All right. Next up, Disney Junior Mickey Mouse Mixed Up Adventures Season 1. So we can all get in on this oh, action. Oh, nice. Ground floor. Yep. Mickey Mouse, the leader of the driving team, team called the Sensational Six, takes his friends on thrilling adventures and races around the world. That actually mm. sounds cute. Not really. I'm just kind of I don't like that. Disney Junior <laughs> stuff, really. Yeah, I don't either. I Not because it's that. young. It's just, I don't like the look. I don't either. The yeah. animation, you mean? Yeah. 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 I can see that. Yeah. But I know you're going to want to tune in for this one. <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series, episode two. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos and Big Red decide to join their friends and audition for an onstage role in Beauty and the Beast, while Ninny experiences FOMO from afar. When new competition shows up for the tryout, Gina tries to shake off some old habit. What's FOMO? Fear of missing out. You're missing out. Oh, duh. Yeah. I was so brought into that this is a character or something. I'm like, why would they call the person Fromo? Because it sounds like a Star Wars character. Have you seen little Fomo? He's so cute. (laughs) Little Fomo's everywhere in my spirit jersey. Okay. (laughs) Done with Fomo now. Okay. All right. Well, I got some stuff. Big Shot, Episode 6, Marvin regresses back to his old ways while defending Louise from an opposing team's harassment, and Holly gets a shot at the limelight. All right, well, we also have Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast. <laughs> this sounds like it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Trust- you were always a fan, weren't you? I mean, you I can't believe I missed this in the first place. I, I Where was I? <laughs> so it's about trusting animal fairy fawns bringing a baby hawk into Pixie Hollow. Despite knowing that adult hawks eat fairies, which that's the twist right there. <laughs> Reprimanded by Queen Clarion 
Fawn is determined to make things right, but then she finds a strange creature lying in an underground cave. Well, I'm glad Genius finally going to be able to check this out. I uh, actually put a countdown on my phone, so when it mm-hmm. when it launches, I'm right there in front of the TV. I can't wait. Nice. I really want to know what this strange creature they find lying in an underground cave is. I know that's stranger than a hawk fairy, whatever yeah. it is, or whatever. And lastly, we have Akashinga, the brave ones. With many of Africa's key species, including elephants, reaching levels of near extinction, Akashinga is a new, radical, and highly effective weapon against poaching. Founded in Zimbabwe by former Australian Special Forces soldier and anti-poaching leader Damien Mander, women-only team of rangers drawn from the abused and marginalized is revolutionizing the way animals are protected. Communities are empowered and its members' own lives are being transformed. Manda's innovative approach to conservation calls for community buy-in rather than full-on armed assault against poachers. If a community understands the economic benefits of preserving animals, then it will eliminate then it will eliminate poaching without an armed struggle. But yeah, you know what? This is actually this is actually I, I think I'm definitely gonna watch this. You guys know me and animals, so you know I'm I'm yeah. this is this is kind of cool. I would love to be able to see them really get at some of these poachers, man. A it's informative and interesting and um I think more um attention should be drawn to stuff like this, you know? I think, you know, a lot of these animals kind of get forgotten with everything else going on in the world today. And I, I'm really actually, all can aside, I'm, I'm being serious now. I'm usually not serious, but I actually am I'm really um, excited to see this. And uh, yeah, I, I love I love this kind of stuff, you know? You know, what's weird is you really don't hear about poaching not enough well you would think no. not enough because it's really a, bi- a big it's really a horrible thing what yeah. goes on over there and i feel like it's such a shock then when it is and it's like hey this is going on all the time occasionally you'll see a news story or you'll hear, see something on tv and it's like it affects people unfortunately for 10 minutes they feel bad for 10 minutes and then they're just going with their lives when really yeah. it's not like it's a one-time incident that you just saw in the news it happens every single day that they are going after these defenseless animals for mere for trinkets, really for nothing. I mean, it's just really, it's really heartbreaking and just, and just sad. And again, like I said, like they don't put enough emphasis on it. You hear about it, you think it's a one-time isolated incident, and it's not. It happens all day, every day that they're they're hunting down these animals. I mean, it's you know, it, it, it's heartbreaking. It really is. But I think it's, I think that's an important thing for a lot of people to watch, just to kind of know what's going on over there and, and maybe finding a way to maybe help the more yeah. the more stuff like this the more light yeah. comes to it agreed yeah, it's terrible that's why i feed all the animals in my front yard i'm the anti-poacher you're gonna get <laughs> poachers ending up in your front yard yeah where are all the animals oh let's go over to this guy's house <laughs> easy pants oh my god there's so many i love them man i love the animals but um all right guys so that's gonna do it for uh this this week's tv uh disney tv movie minute let's do some uh Let's do some topic talk. Yeah. Disney topic talk. So this week's Disney topic talk. This week we're going to be discussing and, and building our Disney World ride, Mount Rushmore. Uh, we have to agree and put four Disney World rides on our Mount Rushmore. So there's going to be a bunch of debating, some disagreeing, probably a little bit of crying, maybe a lot of crying. We'll see, but we're gonna we have to we have to pick the four. We gotta we gotta come up with a definitive four rides for this route, Mount Rushmore. Now, what are, what are the ones that we think we can all agree on? Like, is there any that we know? Like, that's haunted it. That mansion. haunted mansion. We got one. Haunted mansion's got to be on, right? Yep. Like that's. Well, you've got you've got core theme rides. You got you got haunted mansion. You got you know like Thunder Mountain. You got Pirate. I'm trying to think because Pirate Space Mountain. 
I mean, these are like, I mean, I could use those four right there and I'd be good. I mean, even though there's a ton of others I love, I could use those and I'm, I'm good. Oh, so let's just talk about a little Haunted Mansion at first. Are we okay. all in agreement that that's got to be one of the on there? Are we are four for four. Are we all in agreement that Haunted Mansion's got to be on our on Mount Rushmore? Absolutely. So there we go. We got, we got, no, <laughs> I'm going to be the whole doubt and jury duty. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we got, we got one already down right there, right off the board. First spot. Went to it's so hard by the way, because there's just so much stuff. That's yeah. Low. Someone's going to get left out. Someone's yeah. going to get left out. Steph, give me another, give me another nomination and we'll see how we all, what we all think. Where would you well, go next? I think maybe we should do the next obvious one. And I think that's pirates. I agree. Right. Cause we're all in agreement of that. Right. Yeah. I, I think you can't have a Mount Rushmore of Disney World rides. And again, this is it's including all four parks without having those two rides on it. They are the most iconic, the most associated, most... You, you can't think of Disney World without those rides, right? Right. Right. So we got Haunted Mansion. I like that you had to write them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to forget. There's only four, Gene. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day. So, all right. So then let's 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 kick it over to Joey. Joey, give me one that that see if we all agree on, or if there's gonna be some debate on. Let's say what, what would be you. What would you nominate next? Man, this is so hard. With Magic Kingdom being obviously not Disneyland's the OG, but Magic Kingdom is the really the OG for Florida, mm-hmm. and the other parks have come. But I still think um, I love Everest. So you I mean, Everest is, is, is a major, is a major, major coaster, and obviously. People go to Animal Kingdom just for that. Not that they don't go for these others, but that's a nomination. Now I know Space Mountain and stuff, but I'm gonna nominate Everest. Okay, so let's yeah. put let's put that around the room. Let's see. Like I'll start first, then we'll, we'll head over to the besters of the Midwesterners. Is I love Expedition Everest. It's one of the main reasons I love to go to Animal Kingdom. I love the queue line. It's maybe my favorite queue line in all of Disney. I don't know if I could put it there. I don't know if it's a longevity thing. I don't know if it's or if it's just the other ones I have there just mean more to me in my heart. You know, I don't know. Um, I think if you're doing a Mount Rushmore of Animal Kingdom, it's on there for sure. In my yeah. in my thoughts. So I would disagree with Expedition of Everest. I wouldn't necessarily vote for Expedition of Everest on my end up in Long Island. Yeah. But if we go to a little a little to the Midwest, what do Dan in, in Minnesota? What do the middle Minnesotans think of 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 Expedition Everest being part of Mount Rushmore? Absolutely not. Wow, that was very very <laughs> to the point. She. <laughs> That was Stephanie's <laughs> mic drop moment. That was Stephanie's yeah. mic drop moment. Yeah, that's one of my favorite rides. I, it's a hard one to say to leave off. I agree. It's I a, feel like as much as I like Everest and unbelievably that you know I got on that thing. I don't feel that overall it is for sure for Animal Kingdom and it's worthy of the vote for the reason. Um, I don't remember who said it that it it's made me go to Animal Kingdom before mm-hmm. just to get on that ride. I'm just saying when I'm putting it next to the other ones, it's kind of an odd one because when you look at it like that, then I don't know if I really, you know, there's there's others that I would put ahead of it. That Right, right. I, that is the reason why I go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I, I it's, it's one of the best themed attractions in all of Disney. It really is. And that, that's why it's such a hard one to leave off because it's not just a cool thrill, thrill ride. It's got the queue line, which is phenomenal. It's just, everything about it is just so well put together. 
And it's a it's a great roller coaster. It's a hard one to, to me. It's a hard one to leave off. Like it's it's with a heavy heart. I would say I I don't agree with that. I'm not as quick to say absolutely not. Like Stephanie just decided to like really crush Joey's dreams of putting yeah, this I'm on. So, our oh, that's okay. I'll the live. only one I had too. Thanks, Stephanie. Not <laughs> iconic enough. So, but Joey does make a great case for Expedition Everest. It's literally like just one of those ones to me that just misses the mark on me. If it wasn't for some of these other ones. It, there's definitely a place for it in my heart. I would say this one I thought would have been like my number one. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Aladdin Magic Carpets. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I uh, I would go with uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It's not there anymore. To me, it's one of the rides that more people than not that have been on it miss that ride more than anything. So, And with that, I can understand why if it wouldn't make somebody's cut because it's not there anymore. It was replaced. So that's... One I would like to nominate now is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And um, I think it's one of these ones that I think it's synonymous with the old fashioned Magic Kingdom. It's one of the rides I think a lot of people, if you ask what ride they wish they never got rid of, I think it's I think it's one of the first rides that comes to people's minds. That and maybe the great movie ride. I think it's like one and two, uh, those two. But yeah, I, I just think the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is just one of those original. It just feels like Disney to me. And that's I, we talked about it last week when we were talking about taking some rides from Disneyland and bringing them to Disney World, where it's right. still in Disneyland. Uh, it's one of the biggest mistakes. I feel like Disney doesn't make many mistakes. I feel like that was a mistake, was removing that. Not that I have anything against the uh, Winnie the Pooh, I just really do miss that ride. And I just feel like that's one of those iconic rides that should be on a Mount Rushmore. So I send it around the table. What do you guys think? I hesitate because it is killing me to say this. I, I don't think it should be. I do not either. As much as I love Mr. Toad, I, I don't either. Mr. Toad is one of my very, very favorites. I mean, of all time. Like, I, I am obsessed with Mr. Toad, but I don't think it's iconic. I would put Jungle Cruise in front of Mr. The thing about Mr. Toad is the ride itself isn't the greatest. Yeah, it is. It's everything surrounding it. Yeah. I mean, I, that's really what you love. So when we're talking about a ride, it's like, it's just, I don't, right. I don't feel, I don't feel that would be up there. Unfortunately, I, I mean, it is killing me to say this. Like, I can't even yeah. believe I uttered those words. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll go on Mr. Toad. I, I kind of got to echo what Dana Steph said. I, I mean, I love it. I don't know if it would go on the mountain, though. That would be tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's a classic. I know it's old school Disney. I get it. It kind of reminds me of 20,000 Leagues. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I adored it, but I wouldn't put it on the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though they removed yeah. it, and I kind of miss it. Mm-hmm. One of those to me. I do think it was better than Pooh. Oh, I, definitely. Even though I love Winnie the Pooh, definitely better than that. But yeah, I think something like Jungle Cruise would probably be ahead of that. I, I would agree with that. So yeah, I mean, I love it, but does not make the cut then. So Dan, what do you want to nominate? I think we all know what I want to nominate. <laughs> Go ahead, nominate it. I would have to nominate Splash Mountain. Now I know that it's getting pulled. Well, transformed more like when you think pulled. of. <laughs> Well, when you think of that overall ride and... Are you going to cry? No, I'm just trying to figure out how to word this. There's so many different dynamics in it that I love for, for various reasons. Even though it's changing... The ride's still staying. I mean, it, it's still going to be there in a different form, which really shows you that it's got some some root. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like they're just getting rid of that and they're going to build a brand new attraction there, which they exactly. certainly could have. And I, I mean, it sucks for me because I mean, I just, I just love that ride so much. And it's hard for me to imagine Disney without that ride. Mm-hmm. I think it is for a lot of people. I yeah. do. I think it is. You know, Tony Baxter once said, no, um, 
in an interview, like Zippity Doodah could be like the national anthem for, for Magic Kingdom. It really could be. And it, it's a really true in a lot of ways. It's just synonymous with that ride. It's synonymous with that whole area. And that whole area, I feel like, is really based so much on on Splash Mountain that it, it's the it's the main event of Frontierland. I mean, that's yeah, fair to say. It's like an anchor store, you know, in a mall. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's yep. always a feature. So I could I could see putting that on on a Mount uh, on a Mount Rushmore. I could I could get on that. I don't, and I don't think you can look at it like it's going to be you know changed because I mean we were talking about Mr. Toad and that's not there in exactly the kingdom. So yeah, I, I still think it it qualifies even if it would be gone tomorrow. But mm-hmm. even as it is, I mean it it's it's proven itself so gene you had one earlier that you mentioned to me that i thought was definitely worthy of a nomination what was it uh i said it's small world um to really me, think about that one definitely it's not the most exciting ride right in the park i get it but it's one of those just like when you i mean you have that song and you hear it for 30 seconds and it's in your head the rest of the day whether you like it or not it's so um another one that when you think of the magic kingdom you think of it's a small world. And when you think of small, it's a small world, you, you hear that melody. It brings you right back to those boats in, in, in Magic Kingdom and Fantasyland. So to me, I, I feel like that's one that is, to me, that's that's one of the ones I would put on the mountain personally. Again, it's it's not necessarily, like I said, it's not, it's not a thrill ride, obviously, but it, who doesn't have to go on that at least once every time they're in, in Magic Kingdom, right? Or I maybe can, not. I can pass. Stephanie doesn't... <laughs> I think that's surprising. I would think Stephanie would love that just with the, the, the theming and the decor and the, I know. However, I do think it should be on the mountain. What? I do think it should be on on Mount Rushmore. It's definitely a very, very iconic ride. Definitely. Like, Oh, no question. It's really uh, symbolic of of Disney world for Mm -hmm. sure. We got a small world blanket right down. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, And, And a game. Yeah. And the game. There you go. It gets tough though. You know, think about world's <laughs> fair. I mean, I, I think because carousel of progress can't, it, that's an attraction. It's not a ride. So we can't nominate that. I think one of the world's fairs attractions has to be on Mount Rushmore. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, it is iconic and stuff. However, I don't ride it every time we go. That's no, the one piece to this that I feel is weighing in on the reason not to have Yeah. That. And that's why I'm kind of like, ah. Eh. And I only say that because, like I just said, I just, it's not something like we got to hit this, mm-hmm. which is, again, and I'm, I'm sure, Gene, it is for you. I just, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I don't care if we don't ride it. If we don't hit Haunted Mansion, I'll flip out. So, like, certain things we got to do. And that's one that's never consistent. We do go on it. But yeah. It's not for me. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we usually try, but it always does seem to be that one that if something needs to move to the side, it ends right. up. If, if it's a long line, you say, ah, I'll skip it. Kind of. Oh, thing. yeah. It's okay. something about that line with this ride and what the ride is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like the line justifies the attraction. You know what I mean? <laughs> I understand that. It feels like I should just be able to walk into it's it's a small world. And I think I'd go on it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I hear that. I feel like um, with, for me, it's more of a tradition that I have to go on that every time. I hear you. Like the Caballeros, although the Caballeros is pretty much a walk on most, in most cases. Uh, Of course it is. With it's a small world is to me, um, if I don't, if I didn't do it, it feels like, oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't do it. Like you we didn't do it, it's a small world. That, that feels it just feels off. I, I just think the detail to the with the animatronics and the just the theming inside the ride is just like top notch. And I really feel like it stands for a lot of what Disney was built on 
other than the, the mouse and the princesses and everything else, but just that kind yeah. of theming and just the animatronics right. and that just what it was to me is just, just a beautiful ride. I, I agree. I agree well, with you. Well, I mean, why I, don't I, you I just guess. put it on standby and yeah, let, let's, let's see. Yeah. What are the other options that people have thought of? Well, Dan actually thought of something earlier and I didn't even, it didn't even register in my brain. And when she said, it, I was like, Oh, I didn't even think of that, but you're right. That should be is the train, the railroad railroad. It is major symbolic of Disney world. I know it's been out forever, it's everything about the park. but it is a ride. Yep. It is. It's the heart and backbone of Disney. When people were so excited about Disneyland opening, what was the first thing they were saying? The trains are running. The train is running. You know, it's like, the, I can see the train. It's all about the train. But did Walt Disney love symbolic. Train. And that's another one for me. That's another one that, what did you say? I was saying that's another one for me that is definitely iconic, but I don't ride it every time. Like I'm, it's not something that I make sure that I ride before we, you know, before we get out of there. And I know it's right up front for whatever reason, at least not for me. You know, I get that, yeah. but yeah, it is iconic. Listen, it goes around the park. I mean, everybody's, it's like literally they've got so many symbols of it. And it's like the, the main train station that you go through when you're coming through the entrance and that's where they do the whole greet. And then the wave goodbye when they leave and you, you can hear it throughout the day of the park. You know, you hear the whistle and all that stuff. I yeah. get it. Well, my my option to this, almost like an honorable mention, Joey, would be once we have our Mount Rushmore, the train would go around oh. the mountains. Oh, yes. So it would be represented. That's a good, not, that's a good, way, that's a good way to get it in there. But not yeah. on the actual mountain. It would be like what you would take to get from the parking lot to the Mount Rushmore exhibit yeah and it would, and go, it would go around it. mountain around you know i think that's where we can leave it I but listen featured we, i like that better i'm all there, about the train there you go so let's I, get I, a couple of votes listen let's just get it out of the way now we have to mention space mountain so we got to vote on that yeah no yeah. question space mountain is tough for me because i don't like the actual ride itself well i know you. So i tend to get like however I love the concept and I love the look. So I have to kind of vote not personally mm-hmm, it's hard. It, with that because it's ridiculously iconic. Right. My know? thing with my thing with that is very similar to Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain. These have stood the test of time in that they're still the same rides that they were when they first put them in aside from refurbishments and stuff. But outside of that, they're still the same thing. And they still evoke memories that you have when you go on it. And it's something that I always want to make sure that I go on when I go, even if it's not the fastest, you know, it's not the most amazing. It's, I mean, it's quick because it's, you know, in the dark and it seems faster than it really is. It's nowhere like it doesn't have that thrill that say, you know, Everest has or something, but much like Splash Mountain and these others, it's synonymous with Disney. I mean, the, the iconic, the, the building, well, the, the building itself, you know, the architecture, there was nothing like it. When yeah. it was and it yeah. still looks, it's still, you could see it. It's, it's as iconic as seeing the castle yeah. and seeing the, yeah. the mountain itself. So, and you know, it's always awesome when you're on the people mover, which I know is considered a ride definitely got to be mentioned. You know, when it goes through it, that's always a cool part of that is you always yeah. want to see, yeah. you can get a glimpse of the track and stuff and you can hear, you can sometimes see the glow of the, uh, the glowing stickers or, or whatever they use the vinyl on the sides of the cars. You can see those and you hear the people screaming and stuff. That's always cool. I, I would know, nominate that. I, you know what? And I'm the same way as Dan, where I personally am not a big Space Mountain fan, but I also want to look at it objectively and not just put my own personal. So I can understand why I would, I, I think I would be okay with that being on, on our Mount Rushmore, even though it's not a ride that I typically, I like. It's one of those things that I, I probably ride it more. I'm, I'm trying to think if I've ever really not ridden it at times, but I feel like I always end up doing it just because 
whoever I'm with, usually everybody loves that ride. I feel like I'm, I feel like, which is to hear Dan doesn't like it too. I was, I mean, when I, when I first found out Dan didn't like it, I felt that was weird because I always thought I was like the only person that didn't like Space yeah. Mountain. I always felt like that was like my hot take is that I didn't like Space Mountain because I feel like it's just like everybody loves Space Mountain. I want to love it. I really do. Like, Fair, I want to exactly. be a Space Mountain lover. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to. I just, to me, I always look at it like, I don't know what the big deal is. It's not really that fast. It's cool. It's in the dark, I guess. But it beats the hell out of you. You feel like you got into a car accident when you. Yes, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, 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 it's not. It's, it only you know, does like 30. Like but, it, it, but the way those cars are built it hurts especially I the way know. the the lap bar comes down across your lap it really like crushes your thought your, your upper thighs so I, but i wouldn't i don't want to let that my prejudice of space mountain keep it from the uh, mount rushmore of disney rides because i i can understand the importance of it in the big ass in the big in the big picture of disney what about Steph? Me too. I do think it should be on there. Partly because Walt Disney World Space Mountain is, it, it was at Magic Kingdom first, not Disneyland. Yep. All these other rides were Disneyland rides first. True. So, and and I think, you know, we've, I've, I've heard on other podcasts and things about Space Mountain, about the Disneyland version. We were even talking about this last week. I think ours is better. And I like all the retro weirdness of our Space Mountain. And that, Joey's right. When you see that mountain and it is lit up in that bluish, beautiful white light, that to me, I get teared up over that, over the castle any day. It's just the architecture. It's just, it's Yeah, but then you got to put in uh, Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth is is another great one. I know. Um, this is so hard. Well, where are we at though with Space Mountain? Are we all like in agreement? Is that is that a four voter? Yes. Is it in or out? In. In. I agree. I think Space Mountain again. It's not my ride. It's not something I love to do. I probably do it more often than I don't. It does feel a weird when I don't do it, just because it's it is like one of those rides. But I get on it begrudgingly and not really looking forward to it, as I'm sure Dan feels the same way of. So, <laughs> but because of those reasons, I could live with that being on the Disney World ride, Mount Rushmore. Well, I'm there too. Within five minutes of the park opening, where's the line at Space Mountain? <laughs> it's every time. So right. weird, right? When you think it's about so it. Weird. Yeah, it's just everybody's got to hit that ride. Just same thing with, um, what do you call it? Pirates and the same thing with Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Splash Mountain, same thing. Thunder Mountain, same thing. These are all packed right away, immediate. And they're always at the back and everybody goes straight for them. Yeah. So, it's funny how that works. I was saying, just like Spaceship Earth, it's funny because that one happens to be right up front. It's the first thing everybody just usually gets on. That thing is the line is usually insane on that thing. Always. It's one of those things when you get when you're walking down Main Street and you get to that first cross area, it's like it really is split up. Either you have the, you have a handful of people that go right, literally for Space Mountain. You got the people that go left, literally just for pirates, and you got the people that kind of go straight over just to go to Hunted Mansion every single every single time. Right. I mean, if you're going into Tomorrowland, you're going to go, you're going for Space Mountain to start with. If you're going to Adventureland, you're going to go because you want to go on parts of the adventure first. If you go uh, parts of the Caribbean first, if you're going through the, through past through the castle, it's because you're going that way because you want to get on the Haunted Mansion first. I mean, there's, I, everybody has their set way of doing it. I feel like I always know I always go to the right first. I always go to uh, Tomorrowland first. That's the way I always do it. And I feel like everybody has their own way. I feel like most people already have. I always go yeah. to the left. I always go to the right. I always go down the middle. Well, I'm going to say yes on uh, Space Mountain. On Space? Well, we got three. You said yes? To Space? Yeah. Yeah, I did. You know, I, I heard that when they were doing the original Mount Rushmore, they did it very much like how we're doing this. So <laughs> we're, 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 we're this is history. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, you know what? I, I want to bring back Splash Mountain. I know. I I, I feel like you know. That was my vote. About, you know, we, I did we not know we were dismissing it. We we weren't. I want to I want to bring it back up again because I feel like I as we've talked about some of the other stuff, I feel like I could see. Like I said, Mister Toad's Wild Ride was one for me. It's a small world is another one for me. I I could see taking Mister Toad off of my list and maybe going Splash Mountain. It would kind of, for me personally. I think it would be very much a toss up between It's a Small World and Splash Mountain. At this point, I've kind of been, I've kind of changed my thinking a little bit on it after talking to everybody. I hear um, So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how everybody feels about those two. Like we're, we're, we have one slot left. It's the last, it's, you know, right now we, we're trying to fill that Teddy Roosevelt slot. He's on Mount go. Rushmore, right? I'm vote, Listen, I'm voting for Splash. I've been saying it. I think it belongs there. That's me. And I can get behind that. What about, and I know Dan, I know that's Dan's favorite all time ride. So I know Dan is like, get, get me a chisel. I'll make it myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think about it though. Um, like you mentioned, it is the anchor there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so huge. Mm-hmm. Aside from my love for Splash Mountain. No, it's the, it's the icon of that, of, of Frontierland. It really is. It is. You, you think of Frontierland, you're looking at the drop. That and, and there's a million photos of it. Yeah, and it's funny because before it came, Thunder Mountain was kind of the the anchor for that area until Splash Mountain came, and I think it took over that. Also, I mean the the length of the ride, which there's no ride that long, right? The amount of mm-hmm. stuff that's in it, the different levels, and oh, oh this is the big one. Oh, the time. storytelling, the storytelling yeah. on it, the yeah, music, yeah, the saying. music. Yes. Yep. There's oh, a lot of stuff. The characters, there. it's it's yes. beautiful the way they it really was done. Was I think this is sitting on Stephanie now. They didn't do anything wrong. So well, Stephanie, I know you like both It's a Small World and Splash Mountain, like I do. Where where if you had to pick one of those two, which one would you go with? Small world. I, yeah, I see it's I I do. <laughs> I'm not I like Splash Mountain way better. I barely ever go on Small World, but I believe that it should be on the mountain. It was the World's Fair. Walt How had a does hand Splash in Mountain it? lose out to Space Mountain and it's a small world? Because no way they were both there first. Who cares? So Dan, Dan, I'm with you on this. So I love Splash Mountain more than more than those rides. You know, the reasoning behind it's a small world. Like, I can see it. But when you think about it comparatively to the other ones, I just I just don't think it's there. You know what? You're, you're right. When you, when you are walking into the park at, or Frontierland, you know, that is that is what you notice is yep. Splash. And Small World in Disney World is so different than Disneyland because it's like yeah. yes. you walk right past it half the time. Okay, I definitely like Small World and Disneyland way better. Oh, way better. Don't so think about it. All of our other, all of the other attractions aside from it's a Small World, people are headed to in different different people. Yeah, you know what? you're right. All attractions that rides mm-hmm. that people head to. You're right. No one's right. heading to small. Well, yeah, no one gets to the park and is like the first thing in the morning. I'm going to rope small. drop. No, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm now. I think I'm kind of on the splash mountain side as opposed to it's a I small think world. I am too. It's the it's because two things, and I, I I took these two into account. Like Dan just said, and Joey just said, nobody's racing to get there. People are racing to get to Space Mountain. They're racing to get to Haunted Mansion. They're racing to get to Pirates of the Caribbean, and they're racing to get to Splash Mountain. Nobody's racing to get to it's a small world. It's a ride that everybody wants to do and everybody loves because it's yep. so traditional and they they you know you got to get on it. But nobody's racing there. And the other aspect for me was when you think of a certain land, that's not the like when you think of Frontierland, it's it's Splash Mountain and it's watching from that little bridge the drop of that everyone comes out on and that's the iconic photo, right? 
I don't, I don't have that same vibe for split for uh, it's a small world. I don't, I don't have that sense of when you think of fantasy land, you just don't necessarily think of it's a small world. You think of a combination of stuff, then that's just one of the things. You know, you you think of the Cinderella's castle. You think of maybe even you know I've, I thought we, I thought sure to get mentioned. We didn't even mention it. The carousel. Nobody even mentioned that. I, I, that's another one that I feel like is iconic and, and should be brought up in it a is. discussion. But to me, it wouldn't be on mine. Um, and I guess maybe maybe it missed the cut for everybody. And that's why it didn't get brought up. But but you think of the carousel uh, when you think of Fantasy Fantasyland. You think of the castle. You uh, you might even think of be our guest at this point. You know the restaurant, which isn't a ride. But you know when you think of like landmarks in in, in the different lands, it's a small world. Doesn't have that when I really think about it. So I, that's why I think I personally would say I think maybe I those two reasons for me is why I would probably go Splash Mountain over It's a Small World and why I would maybe change my vote. Oh, me too. Well, what it's about Jungle world. Cruise? It's kind of like that. But okay. It's jungle the, Cruise? What do we do about Jungle Cruise? It's not it's not a Mount Rushmore. It's not a Mount Rushmore. I love it. And that's a, and that's me that's too. that's the that problem with, same. The problem with, yeah, and the problem with Jungle Cruise, your experience unfortunately depends on your skipper. Very really. true. Well, that's more true. than any and who's in that ride with you can really yeah. affect exactly. and what you can see. So many it's like going to it's like going to see a movie at a movie theater. The movie can be yeah. great. Yeah. Sometimes you got a great audience. Sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that ride there, those rides, same thing with like um the safari. I, I was just about that's like uh, I was just about to say. You get people that are really good and it makes it that much better. And you got ones that are just so-so and you're just enjoying kind of the ride itself or, you know, seeing the animals. Yeah. That's the only problem with those. Yeah. Jungle Cruise is that next tier of like, yeah. like I put with Everest, I put with Tower of Terror, I put with the Safari. It's just that, that one blip under being like that. Yeah. On, you know, Spaceship Earth is that one blip under. I mean, I would actually be okay with if that replace space mountain i would actually be okay with that bite your tongue i i know i'm just saying i can i can understand if that was where we all went get an honorable mention who didn't my tiki birds (laughs) we did confirm that the train is taking us to this mount rushmore right yes yes Yes. the train never gonna sell that anyway that's the way that's the only way we're getting it in there I, I think, I think, you know, and, and you know what I almost want to put on and I realize maybe I'm just being a prisoner of the moment because it's gotten so many people loving it lately just because it's been gone for so long was the people mover. That was yeah. one where I was like, would I put the people mover there? Big time iconic. And I, and it is, but I feel like maybe I was only feeling that way just because I was a prisoner of the moment. Like I realized how much I missed that ride with it being gone so long. But you're right. I think when we really look at it, I think the main criteria we all kind of looked at was what are you rushing to get to in the morning? Where do people like what's that first ride that everybody has to do when they get to the park? And what ride is also synonymous with its land and all those? I mean, we picked one from every one except Fantasyland. And we didn't do it. And we didn't even do it in a cheap way where we we have to pick one from every land. That just it just turned out that way. It worked and out that, that says way. something. Yeah. And and that's what I meant too when I said with the whole thing where I, I this wasn't about a specific park. Let's just come up with whatever it is. If it turns out right. to be one, one, one or two and two and or three and one or all four, and that's it. That's what it that's what it is. And I think that that's to me, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Car- Caribbean, and Space Mountain and Splash Mountain. I think I think that really should be the um the Mount Rushmore of Disney rides in Florida. I think that's, we, fine. that's and, fine. And, I, and what I love about it is they weren't even all the ones that I think we all kind of came in with, but we had a no. nice debate and we kind of all talked about it and we kind of have an, it, it, it's kind of a combination of all our vibe and all, how we feel about these rides. Cause again, I didn't have space mountain on mine and I didn't have splash mountain on mine, but they were like that. I, you know, I thought about them, but yeah, I, I think some of the points that were made helped me realize they need to be on it. It just makes sense for them to be on it. So I think we're all in, in agreement now, right? So what, what are our Mount Rushmore? 
Uh, you know, what? let's go one by one, and we'll, get, we'll give it the final vote. Ready? Haunted Mansion. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Pirates of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Aye. Yeah, that's where I should have done that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. was on the wrong ride. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But I nonetheless. Yep. Aye, aye. Aye. Space Mountain. Aye. 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 And last but certainly not least, Splash Mountain. Aye. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so there we go. Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain on our Disney World ride, Mount Rushmore. And All happen to be the train as well for a yeah. ride. For yeah. The- From the parking lot to the, tr- to the to the Mount Rushmore and around and around and around. Yeah. Maybe it and- can actually go up and go on top of the, the Mount Rushmore. And, yeah. the, and the, gift, the gift shop at the bottom is going to have Giddings. So that's it. Oh, yeah. That's a must. He's got to have a little, at least <laughs> at minimum, a little a, a little cookie booth at the bottom. There you go. Yes. You know? Yeah. So that, that that's our our. Our Mount Rushmore. So that was uh that was a cool debate, man. A little we had some fun. hard, very hard. I thought Dan would make me cry several times during this thing, and and not once did he make me cry. I appreciate that, Dan. I feel to be honest, I was surprised. I thought me and Dan agreed a lot more than I thought we would. Me too. Yeah. yeah well, you know, sometimes no. sometimes it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, that's actually gonna do it for this week, guys. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking about this some of the uh, this Mount Rushmore stuff. I liked it a lot. It was kind of a, a little different than we normally do, so I, I had fun with it. Yeah, um, you know, we actually debated. We usually don't debate. We usually just kind of say what we feel. And but this one was kind of cool. We actually got to really change each other's minds. I, I, I liked it. It was a fun little experiment that we did. But um, but yeah. So you know, before we get out of here, let's do some thank yous and some announcements. First, uh, don't worry about the Disney Dollar Game, guys. It's going to come back. Just a lot going on with the move, taking the show down to Florida. And um, at least on my end that, you know, just uh, we're not going to be able to do it for the next couple of weeks, but it will be back in June. All right. So also let's send a ginormous shout out and congratulations to the whole cast of We Like Theme Parks podcast. Chris, Miriam and Mark, they were just nominated for three Canadian podcast awards. So we just want to send you guys some yeah. Disney Underground love and cool. congratulations. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I'll tell you what this this proves is them getting those three Canadian podcast awards is Canada will give you an award for pretty much anything, I guess. <laughs> so no i'm just i love i love that's my second favorite podcast after hours i love those guys um we're on this show a lot they're on our show a lot so please after you check our show out go over to we like theme parks check them out see why they're nominated 10 minutes in you'll you'll already understand why they got nominated in canada fun time i know dan and Stefan have been i've been on the show i know they had a great time yeah they're just some good people so go check them out after you listen to our show all right and let's also uh send a huge thank you to zach sedellis for joining the show uh, I think I speak for the whole cast when I say I can't wait to see Zach back in the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular show when they bring that back. It, yes. it, that was a that was a fun interview. Got to talk some sports, talked to a little Florida Gators, talked a little pro football, talked to a little uh, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. So that was great to get to know Zach. Uh, guys, go check them out when they when they reopen. That's it's a, an attraction that I hope they never, even though it's been rumored to be taken out for the last thirty years. Hopefully, it has another thirty year run in it. So um, hopefully, they they bring it back and they don't. They don't threaten to, to remove it again. Wait, is that going on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> it, uh, if we if it was rides and attractions, it would have been it. It might have made mine. It might have made I would've, mine. I would have. I would have maybe mentioned a nomination on that. One. Yeah. Oh, maybe. definitely. Oh, for sure, nominated. Might even have made my cut. It, it's yeah. it's it's so iconic. It's so fun. Um, as you heard us before mentioned, Zach was. He plays a couple of different roles in the show. There's been times that he'll play the the bald headed German guy, you know, fighting India by the plane, and he also plays the uh, the cool. special effects coordinator that has the one line that everybody loves is explosives are dangerous. So great to get to know him a little bit. 
And I uh, can't wait to have him back on the show. We'll have him on when they reopen. And uh, the last thing I want to say is I want to send a special thank you to uh, Sam and to Dan for really kind of taking care of the news this week. I wasn't able to really be part of it this week. So I want to say thank you. Sam's not with us tonight, but she was with us as far as the news is concerned. I want to say yep. thank you. to And Dan, you're, you're always part of the news, but you had to take a little bit more of a responsibility on it with this week. So I want to say thank you so much. I appreciate it. The show wouldn't wouldn't nearly run as well as it could without uh, Sam and, and, and Dan working on the news. Um, so I appreciate that, especially when on a tough week for me this week. And uh, with everything going on, been crazy trying to get everything packed and 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 whatnot so i just wanted to let everybody know that how much i appreciate the work that they did this week and uh for the next few weeks helping out with with uh, a lot of the news well we'll um, give you this we'll we'll take care of you but once you get down there that's it's over i wouldn't expect anything less from you dan i uh i i know you do it it's tough love i get it so no worries man no worries listen sammy was a rock star and dan a lot of heavy lifting. I appreciate all the hard work that you guys do every week. Just like I said, my time being a little limited for the next couple of weeks. I, I just want to, I wanted to say how much I appreciated it. How much I just wanted to acknowledge it. I want to let everybody know out there how important Sammy was this week. She wasn't on the episode physically this week, but she had a big presence on it. So I just wanted to make sure that was recognized yeah. as well. So we uh, both knew thanks, how guys. much uh, it meant to you to go shop for your new hush puppies this week. And you might want to get a heavier mm. shirt. Well, yeah. yeah, this one's kind of light. It's throwing me off a little bit. Like it's also inside out. But it's inside out. Who's who's noticing? Nobody I, can see it, but I had to point it out. I'm I pre- I appreciate <laughs> yeah. you paying attention, Joey. <laughs> let's uh, let's take it over to Joey in sunny Miami, which isn't so sunny lately. No, it's not. It's been raining like crazy, killing my internet. Yeah, man, fun as always. Great show. Um, looking forward to next week. Where can and we get? Sammy, where can we find some ears, man? Oh yeah, um, yeah. You can check us out on uh, Instagram and Etsy. Pinterest at JSA Creations. It's going to be JSA, and then Creations is 3D instead of EA. Okay. And I got nothing. <laughs> make all your ears come true. Bring. There you go. I got well, nothing else. Joey, make sure you you uh, you send all our love to Sammy and tell her thank you, thank you so much for uh, pitching oh, yeah. in with the news this week. Very much appreciated. So just yeah, let her know absolutely. that you know. Tell her we said thank you so much. Yeah. And let's head over to the Midwest, the Westerners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. <laughs> Bye. Oh hey, come check out our Instagram, <laughs> Rack and Roll DW. Oh, that's yeah. not bad. No, not bad. it wasn't. Hey. And everybody have Ripper on Day. Yeah. Well, guys, remember, have a great today, a better tomorrow. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>